passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Door. Bumper. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Door Bumper Clear, presented by OfferPad. I'm Brett Griffin. We're back from New Hampshire with a lot to discuss. We'll cover Brad Keselowski versus Austin Dillon. The point standings, now that we have 14 winners, Tyler Reddick signing with 2311 Racing, the return of Ask DBC, and much more. Let's kick it. Standing the best in the booth, stumping the Monday to tell you the truth, giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called it a holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty, Freddie, you fat, TJ, you suck, Brett ain't so bad. Jason is pacing, got a plate in this race, and if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's door bumper clear. Nah, don't get it twisted, baby. This isn't the download, nah. This is door, bumper, clear. Clear, 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 clear. There you go, I like it. Hey, everybody, I'm TJ Major, spotter of the 68 Xfinity car this week and all weeks. And, and uh, don't mind the him, six you cup third. car. Yeah, I mean, we celebrating early over here. Freddie, uh, Freddie's here, but go. How'd you get in the gate? It took a couple tries. What were you doing out there? I, I mean, I don't even have a good excuse except for the fact that I'm tired. We went to Big Al's last night, and I had like I don't know two beers, three beers, and then I drove in this morning, and I just continued to type my. Um, credit card pin number into the gate code <laughs> and, and thought was, you were back in columbia as, 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 <laughs> i was waiting i was waiting for the gate to open and just, just for some reason it wouldn't open the gate wasn't having it was it mm. I, I guess you don't get your own personal codes here i can't really talk because i had to look it up three times in a row to remember it so <laughs> what hey, the Brett. Hey, Brett. Your phone. hey Brett griffin spotter college racing daniel hemrick saturday jason jason Jason, Jason Schultz Jason's on Sunday. Jason's racing NASCAR now. Uh, Justin Haley. Whoa. Jason, you may as well have been driving our yesterday. Um, but anyway, Justin Haley on Sunday. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey, guys. Casey Boat here. Back from everywhere. 
vacation hey, again. Hey, Jason Schultz, director of content, driver of the number 31 colleague car, sprint car racer. <laughs> you drive the eight newest 2311 driver. Newest 2311 driver. I think after talking about basketball last week, MJ listened. He's like, I need a good player on, <laughs> on my team, so he hired me. I actually, I think they just need to let Denny Hamlin take over their personnel moves because it seems that he's pretty good at making personnel moves. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. You could say that again. Uh, first of all, I'm Freddie Kraft still. There's still a spot for Bubba. <laughs> I was going to say, did Freddie get swapped out? <laughs> I, for, I had uh, two third place finishes this week, and one of them stood, so that was good. <laughs> Thanks for uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with personnel swaps. I mean, uh, God, poor Christopher Bell. How's he ever going to get over that terrible pick crew they gave him? What an idiot that comment was. <laughs> it was actually just wait till uh, good time. I mean, both of them, again. both of you, you know, like like it could, you could not look any dumber right now when you when you question that move, and then they you know they swapped half crews essentially, and and one team goes out and wins, the other one finishes third, probably their two best runs of the year. And you're, I mean, you just that's on yeah. a very yeah. difficult pit road. Yeah, let's not act like New Hampshire. And, and that twenty team busted off a pit stop there at the end to get him track position to get up front and and be able to race with Chase for the win. Do you think the strategy Christopher had made of the fact that they're, they weren't confident in their pit crew made a difference? No. No. I think they don't have a say. I don't I think, think they had the winning strategy, Casey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Haley. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's oh, Haley's. Yeah. 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 We should have called her. I heard. Uh, I heard. Uh, it's today's oh. birthday. Today's her birthday. She hey, was going to start sh- celebrating at midnight. Midnight. Well, okay. hopefully she yeah. is too drunk. By the time the show airs and can say hi. We were trying to get her to get drunk today with us, but I guess she's got to get in the sim or something. She, she said she got to do the sim tomorrow. I sent her a message. I was like, tomorrow? Hey, yeah. Well, what's tomorrow? We can get drunk today if you don't got to drive the sim till tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think it works like that. Why not? She's young. She's not you. Young, she can't I- overcome uh, hanging out with us and uh, uh, one night's sleep. I used to be, when I was young, that was the best time to recover. Uh, someone sent a gift in. Would you like it? No, keep okay. it. <laughs> Alex is going to bring it over. What do we get? It's a very unique, uh, unique gift. A unique gift. I'm glad it's coming from behind me. So Does, I don't it, see it. Does it stick to walls? <laughs> we got TJ got golf balls. Sweet. I've been looking for a set of these. I wonder what this is. I have a is. feeling these are not golf balls. What are they? Are they Jimmy's? It's definitely bottles. <laughs> oh, mini bottles. TJ opened the I'm box. I bet this is from. Oh, nope, it's golf balls. Open the, look oh, at the golf balls. Oh, you might have to look at the golf balls. It looks yeah. like they got something on them, maybe. Oh, nice. Look, custom-made wow. golf balls. Yeah, yeah, these are awesome looking balls. 24 dozen <laughs> golf balls. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> 24 <laughs> dozen, what? 24 dozen golf balls. Like, there's up. 24. Wait a minute, what? So, 24 of those boxes. There's 24. Wow. Boxes. What? Where I'm are going, they? I'm going straight to the, no, I'm not even, you know. Look how cute these are. They are. They're really cool looking. They look great really? when they're wet. This I... one will look good in the woods. <laughs> no, <laughs> this man. one will look good in the lake. <laughs> we need to. Can we? Can we like strategically leave these around the racetracks and have people scavenger go on? Hunt? Yeah. Oh yeah, DBC like scavenger a, like hunt. Yes. Hunt. Let's see who this is from. <clears throat> yes. I'm gonna guess Lisa Bailey. Oh, it's addressed to Brett. He must think you're a golfer. <laughs> Brett, Brett, thanks again for the hospital oh, fireball. Oh, that's weird. Who would guess that? That's a first. Brett, thanks for the hospitality in Vegas at Resorts World. Enjoy the golf balls and the fireball. How many golf balls are there again? 24 dozen. 24 dozen. Some already went missing. I went golfing this weekend. (laughs) This is from Heath. Uh, 
Maybe Nick. I can't read that one. He's Nick and Devin, I think it says. Well, thank you, guys. Appreciate oh, hey, it. man. We were going to split that up and pour it out. We are right now. <laughs> Is that any good? <laughs> I don't have code. And I, if I, I did, I'd kill it. After the, <clears throat> after the, um, the comments you made on the stage aloud, and I am not drinking after you. <laughs> I can't help that guy asked me an inappropriate no, question. No, 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 no. You can't back. You can't get away from this one. Spicy Jose, who I like a lot. He does a great job. Love Fireball is kind of spicy too. To be Castillo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he asked me a question, Jason. He said, what would you put on a Jimmy? No, 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 no. no. That's not what he said. Yeah, that's not what he said. He I said, agree. Jimmy's are something that you, this is something you put on something. It's called a Jimmy. And Brett in front of all these lovely people. Oh, yeah. what, what, stop, stop, stop. Hang on. What do you think? What do you guys is? think it is? A sprinkle. Let me ask you a question. What do you think He's Brett said it was? <laughs> Not a sprinkle. <laughs> what do you think Brett said it was, Casey? Well, I saw somebody tweet tweet about it. So what? I mean, condom. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> In front, of, I mean, and blurts it out like it's the right answer. Oh, condom, yeah. condom, it's a condom. I, I was, it, was like, was it one of those appearances where it. the it's all over the track? Like I you hope hear so. it in the garage. I hope so. Like, there, there was so much confidence in that that answer. Like, he's like, of course it's a condom. What, what else would it be? I was like, I am not. I'm gonna guess that that's not it. Like I'm just gonna go ahead and limb that that's not the question they're gonna ask us in front of all these kids. <laughs> he was so confident when he said that. Honestly, I think that might be the most PG answer, though. And then the follow-up question was, um, bang a Yui. And then one of us, I won't name any names, proposed the question to the crowd, is anybody out there named Yui? And <laughs> what does it mean to bang a Yui? What's it like to bang a Yui? I'm like, hey, is anybody named Yui? I, we were, I was going to leave you anonymous on that. Wow. <laughs> I don't think they're going to ask us back. No, I think they will. Absolutely. They need this kind of entertainment at the races. That was uh, that might have been the nail in the coffin for the trackside live appearances. I think it was. You put the Jimmies on the on the trackside live appearances. We are done. Who, who the hell calls sprinkles Jimmies? I don't ever. I, okay, that's the that. great people of New England. Did you know that? Like, oh my did, did you know that? Like, or, I didn't really call good. that, but I knew it was. A He's a freaking Tom thing. Brady, diehard New England fanboy, crazy yeah. childhood eating wicked guy. Wicked. All right, wicked. Let's, I asked TJ and I were walking through the parking lot. And they have the best parking that a fan can possibly buy at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. The spots are $200 per person, and you park literally in front of the main gate of this place. Easy in, easy out. Where we walk through. So I'm like, you know me. I walk up to this parking spot, and I'm like, hey, how much you guys pay for the spot? To a shirtless guy, first of all. <laughs> to, to a shirtless guy. who was about six foot five, and he was pick big TJ dude. up and beat my ass with TJ. Uh, <laughs> and, and I ask him, hey, how much you pay? He rattles off to this guy. Hey, Jason, what do you pay for this spot over here? I'm like, what the <laughs> f*** did he just say? Like, I mean, just that accent was like as New Hampshire as you could be. 200. That didn't sound like New Hampshire. <laughs> I, don't to, I don't even know how to do it. Not quite. I that sounded like Rocky. Like, what, what that sounded that sound like you were in a Rocky. <laughs> yeah. 200 bucks. No, I, need to, I need you to use the... I don't, I don't the, know. I know I need you to use so the... So if, um, if you were a fan, would you do it? Twang that you were just using. I don't even know Twang. how to do it. That anymore. was Rocky. Two hundred dollars. That was even Rocky. <laughs> All right. How was New Hampshire besides the accent? Fantastic. The Jimmies and the, the Ueys and, and the Ueys. We're banging Ueys and covering Jimmies. And it was awesome. <laughs> Oh the on-track portion of it. Uh, which part? Which race you want to talk about first? Oh, oh man! We go with the modifieds, uh, Freddie's area. Modified, modified race is good. I think Donnie Freddie Leah blew a big lead, huh? 
Well, he didn't blow it. He got a caution. He got yeah. a, a caution. Kind of blowing it for him. I mean, <laughs> he blew a restart. Uh, no. So the modifieds have a strange deal to where you can't, to for safety reasons, you can't tires. put fuel in and take tires at the same pit stop. Yeah. So in order for him to maintain any kind of track position, he had to pick if he wanted. They were going to be cutting it really close on fuel. So he had to either pick putting tires on and risk running out or put fuel in and have no tires, and they went fuel, and he just didn't get a great restart and got, and got you know, passed and got shuffled back a little something, bit. He got shuffled. We took fuel and came out in front of him somehow, so something got crossed up there. But who did you spot for? Kobe, seven. Oh, okay. Well, he led for – he was up there with Yeah, we were, we were really good. We, we were not good How'd in traffic. How would you blow it? We were just terrible in traffic for some reason. Um, we were going to – I think we were still going to have a really good shot at it, but then uh, – Emerling, who ultimately gave the, the race away. Yeah. He, uh, well, no, he, nobody gave the race away. One guy hooked another guy. No. One guy came down. Yeah, when he didn't have to. That, he yeah, was, I was going to say. <laughs> that's what I'm saying by give the yeah. race away. If he would have just drove straight to the Stayed line, up. he was going to be, he was going to win the race. That was him? And yeah, and he hooked up. That was left. your car? No, 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 no. My guy oh, was in the back. You, no, okay. I was a seven. That's he was right. I never had a 07. But, so you got to run a fourth one. Yeah, yeah. So the two oh, leaders yeah. that come off a of four, so the modifieds have a big draft there. Like, you know, they, they run restricted awesome. they restrictor plates. And the whole race was not like that. Like we got strung out, there was no draft whatsoever, guys were gone all day. And uh so the they're coming to the checker and we're all packed up because we just had a restart. And Emerling does everything you do. You like you stay behind the guy now, get the big run down the back stretch, get clear in the three, got the race one. Uh, Eric Goodale was running second. He's gonna he's got a little bit of a run off of four, but it's not gonna be enough to drive he's not by him. Pass him. No, and for some reason Emerling just kind of hangs a left and gets himself wrecked. And I was like, and uh, Kyle Bonsignor was actually in position to win the race, but I think he checked up for the wreck a little bit, and and that he lost by about yeah. a bumper. But uh, yeah, Anthony Osella won that one. But uh, I just. Seeing all my buddies, Modified World was good. Uh, modified races, I'll spot for them all the time. I'm gonna go spot North Wilkesboro here in a couple weeks for uh, Tommy, and I don't know who the hell he's got. Oh, when are they running that? I want to go to that. That'll be uh, like August first and second, no, I think, or yeah, something think, like that. It's Monday. Dale Junior's running too, right? Monday, Tuesday. I don't. I think he's Dale's Tuesday and Dale's Wednesday. End of the month. Yeah, Dale's end of the month. I think. Okay. Um, I didn't. He told me to put them dates on my calendar. I didn't do yeah. it. Better <laughs> <laughs> do it. Just uh, in Casey. I think I'm going to go spot for yeah, uh, Landon Huffman one of those nights that you're doing. Dale, oh, really? So we can go fight about it. So yeah. I think there's a rumor Landon's going to put my face on his hood, which I don't think I agree with. There's a, there's probably a lot of things that you're going to be on Landon's hood at I that. Might, I might have to put a, <laughs> yeah. I might have to try to swap that out for a couch racer. Landon always seems to find the excitement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. But yeah, the modified race was good. I ended up spotting it for one of uh, our buddies, Austin Beers. He ran a good race. His first race there. So you so. had to pay the sixty bucks to spot. Yeah, you that, had that to was. pay. To well, spot? we didn't. I didn't. We didn't. I mean, I didn't pay. I made Tommy yeah. pay, but yeah, had to get. Let's a talk about man. that for a second. So we yeah. have we have <laughs> cup hard cards, license hard license, cards, hard card the highest area. level you can get. We go to spot a modified race, and they say your cup hard card's not good enough. You've got to buy a single event modified license to spot the modified race. While they're which I if like last year this started last year at Martinsville, and the, nobody else was there. Like we were there on our own day. I was like a standalone event. I guess I can get it. Like, there's nobody else here, so I don't know. Maybe insurance is different. But we literally had Xfinity practice like an hour after modified practice. So I had to be there with my hard card. That works fine for Xfinity. It works fine for trucks. It works fine for ARCA. Like for 15 for, years, for, it's worked it works fine, fine for, for everything but the modified series, apparently. But uh, we'll see how that goes because I think that some people found out about it that didn't know about it, and, and now they're 
asking why. It doesn't why. make any sense. I was, it's like showing up at the shoe show. You got to pay your cover charges to get in the door I to mean, make a living. I mean, you, you preach about how much you're going to try and save teams money, and then they charge every – like when we go to these races, like half the teams use a cup spotter to spot because we're there, and now you're going to bang them for an extra $60, every one of them. So and what does $60 per well, spotter really you know, do? It's, the modified NASCAR is sanctioned, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh. What's the difference between that and like – you know, if you go do an ARCA race or something like that, it's no different. I mean, we would spot an ARCA car there and not have to you go. You have the highest license that can be obtained in the NASCAR touring space, and it's not good enough. When for you the when you fill out the form on the bottom of it says returning member or new member, I mean, you're you already the, have the drivers had the same thing. Corey LaJoy had to get a modified driver license this week to drive the modified because his cup. How did he do? He did good. He uh, I think he underdrove it in qualifying. Uh, a little bit. He qualified mid-pack. I think he was running in the top five on the final restart and and didn't have a great, I'm sorry, final pit stop and didn't have a great pit stop, came out in the back. But I think he, I'm sure he was in the top 10. I don't know where he ended up, but yeah, he, I'm he, not was, even sure. he was solid all day long. We we kind of got clipped at that wreck at the end. Austin went to go low, and they just kept sliding out. He barely clipped some. Austin, right Austin wiped out the point leader. Then he wrecked in the last lap. Oh, the point leader was behind us? That when he, silver car when you when he spun yeah, out? Yeah, he that, spun into yeah, one. Yeah. Don't tell the story. TJ, tell the whole story. <laughs> I don't Please, know do about. share. Don't leave out the good <laughs> part. I mean, a, a guy got really loose in front of Austin. I about, totally. About it was Corey. Was I it? 100% yeah. misjudged New Hampshire for these cup cars. I oh. thought the race was going to be wild restarts and boring as hell. But the way the cautions fell, the way we had a couple of big wrecks, the way the I think it was the eighteen that kept doing burnouts in the middle of green flag runs, <laughs> putting up huge smoke shows. That's Jason, I know Jason that probably hurt your feelings. We're it talking did. about. I remember, uh, we love Kyle Busch using Casey's favorite drivers uh, over at the JGR stable. But I thought that race to be a Cup race there was really good. An Xfinity race, man. I mean, and I tweeted this out: Asphalt Series, Touring Series. There can't be anything better going on right now in the Xfinity Series. The race lengths are perfect. The races are awesome. I mean, you've got Justin Allgaier driving into a lady who's making her debut, completely just wrecks her car. He comes back, wins the race. Like, just a lot of good, fun storylines, even inside of what already is a good race. Yeah, I thought the race was – I thought the same race was good. It was uh, – Major always, pile up off of two. Oh, big wreck. Big Big dog. wreck. Dog food. It got right. bigger. It got, he wrecked the dog big. food out of Y'all wanted to know what it was. Well, now you got a, you got a freaking YouTube version you can I'll watch. i tell you what. Every the 39 week. got the dog food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Xfinity Series right now, I mean, look, Silly Season is, is running rampant. There's a lot of Xfinity Series Silly Season stuff out there, too. Like what? With, with teams that are... Like who? Like what? I mean, there's a lot of teams that we hear financially in trouble. There's a lot of driver movements rumored to be happening, like... I think it's going to be – I don't think we know what's going to happen Are you? Do you want to tell us any silly season Yeah, news? please. Please what do share. What are you talking about? Uh, I heard maybe one of you – maybe somebody you spot for might be having to take some weeks Well, that off. really narrows it down. You don't know anything about it? What you got? What else are you wow. going to tell us? I was what wondering what else you tell us. I thought Brett had uh, something big going on. When you said no, no, nobody <laughs> – I've heard, I've heard one three-car team maybe losing a car. Uh, in Xfinity? Yeah. Finan- because of financial reasons? Yeah. Three-car team. I heard one driver's stepping out for a few weeks to financially get some some other, like, maybe all-star kind of cup spotter, you know, cup drivers in there. Cup spotters. Uh, cup drivers in there. <laughs> maybe those two. <laughs> three of us. We're going to rent it out for three weeks uh, to, to kind of financially get them to the point where 
his other sponsors kick in towards the end of the year. So there's a lot of stuff going on out there. But I, I just think the biggest problem that Xfinity Series face is the purses. The purses are weak and 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 it's tough, man. I mean, if you want to go out there and have an A motor program, very important to running well. If you don't have an A motor program, you're not going to beat those Hendrick engines and those freaking Stuart Haas engines and those Gibbs engines. It's not going to happen. I mean, imagine showing up at Pocono this weekend where you've got literally the front stretch is a mile long and you've got a crappy motor. Yeah. You're not going to beat them guys. Oh, so my To gosh. show up with an A motor, <clears throat> to have enough people to, to work on your cars, obviously to build the cars by the tires. Pit crew. You're, you're looking at minimum $4 million. Minimum. You really need six. But you're looking at a minimum of $4 million to show up and be able to do the majority of those things. And so when you look at that particular price point and then you look at what these purses are, it's it's not good. It's not healthy. I think you talked about, too, right before Portland, the fact that, I mean, they have to drive all the way to Portland, which could not get much further no. to make maybe that, what, what you had, what you get for starting the race. That's maybe. a long way to go. Yeah. yeah. And it There's, wasn't around like a, a West Coast race either. It was pretty. But, race but the series is putting on phenomenal yes. Racing week in, week out. I mean, obviously, it's got the entire. It's got good drivers, aggressive drivers. It's got the complete mix of drive. And honestly, these Phoenix guys might wreck a little bit now and then, but they they they're racing pretty. Like I like they're racing wrecks most of the time. They're me. racing. They're not idiots like the trucks. The, yeah, the trucks is just the trucks are almost like a glorified Bowman Gray at times. It is. That is <laughs> an understatement. <laughs> I mean, Bowman Gray. I'm sure we'll hit that later. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's gonna. There's a certain segment of the show for that yeah. one. <laughs> but yeah, there's truck series isn't what it used to be. It used to be one of my favorite series. Now it's just becoming like uh, it's just bad. I mean, it's, that, 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 it's, you, you've got a handful. And TJ and I talked about this yesterday. You got a handful of guys that are able to pretty much be up front every week. Five or six of them, and and they put on a pretty good show. But after that, seventh, eighth ish on back, it is just a complete disrespectful drive over your head, bang and tear crap up. It, it's painful. Oh, 100%. And the series director could fix some of that. Maybe. Maybe. But also, the the, the drivers coming in are in control. You know, it's going to – it's hard to tell them, them kids what to do. They ain't that times. hard. I, I tell know, my man. kids what to do. They listen. Sometimes. I've been, yeah, I was going to say that's probably... When I'm around. That's debatable. <laughs> which is never, so they don't ever listen. I did hear I did hear a rumor um, Chicago is going official today. I heard is that it? either day or tomorrow. So is it going official as July 4th or just going official that we're going that there I to don't street know. race? So, I was actually talking with a high-profile driver, former driver, last week uh, via text message. Oh. And he made the comment to me, because there was a lot of buzz... That we're leaving Road America, we're going to Chicago. There's a lot of industry buzz saying, no, don't do that. Go back to Daytona if we're going to do that, right? Um, but the, the rumor was that Daytona doesn't want us back on July 4th, the town, because they didn't see a change in their economics and commerce by us not being there. So it actually helps them if we come back to give them a fourth major event of the year, because obviously they have Daytona 500, they have Bike Week, they had July 4th in a race. Well, now they just have July 4th independent of a race. So if you bring back the race, now you got four major events on their calendar. So the rumor was the town doesn't even want us back down there on July 4th, which makes that sense. makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Uh, but I don't – look, if we're going to go – I don't want to go to Chicago on July 4th. 
I'm not saying I won't go. I'm not saying we aren't going. I'm just I'm not saying. Going. I'm just saying I don't want to go there. Where you want to go? Man, I not honestly, you're going to think I'm crazy. You're going to think uh, I'm full-blown nuts right Well, first off, why don't you want to go to Chicago on July 4th? It don't scream American city to me. Just doesn't scream America. They don't have enough, like, American flags out or... I mean, it just don't scream America. Nothing against... I look, I like the city of Chicago. I know not to go on the east side. I know not to go on the south side. I know if you're going anywhere near the Chicago White Sox Stadium after dark, you're... Don't go there. You're you're not probably not going to come out of there. Um... But I, I do think it's safe for us to go race there. Like, I'm, I'm not that stupid. But I don't know. I just don't want to go there. I'd, I'd almost rather be in Atlanta. Well, I will say that if it if it's true and they are making it official. They do a big firework festival in Atlanta. I mean, so does Chicago. I used to live there. I say let's race Charlotte July 4th. That'd be awesome. I, I and July 5th and 6th. 6th I do think NASCAR <laughs> did a great job when they used to have the playoffs, like the kickoff to the playoffs. They did a ton of events there. Some at the Navy Pier and um, on Lakeshore Drive. So I I think that they can blow it out pretty well. But yeah. I think the Navy Pier is pretty American. Navy Pier me. is pretty badass. I would assume it's going to be July 4th when they announce it. I mean, I, maybe they won't announce it today, but I assume Well, they're up, who knows? The schedule doesn't come out till August, which is always fun on the sales side when you're out here trying to hustle sponsors and you don't know when the races are going to be next year. That's fun. When, where, how many. Have That's you heard fun. any other rumors around track changes or schedule changes? I mean, I think yesterday just proves that we need to be at each track once. You had a healthy crowd. You put on a good show. People were really excited. The campgrounds were freaking slam full. Freddie can attest to that. I think he and Hirsch ate about 47 lobsters on Saturday night. I, her, combined, we ate 47 lobsters, and Hirsch ate 47 of them. So, <laughs> well, what Brett didn't Freddie tell you. like seafood. <laughs> what Brett didn't tell you is we're walking to the trackside live deal, and I see Brett, and we have not heard from Freddie. And we're, we're literally questioning, like, have you heard from Freddie? No, did you? No. We went out to the x lot or Oh, no. So we were a little worried about Freddie. I think we're usually a little worried about Freddie come Monday morning. I, too. I rolled in plenty of time. <laughs> All right. Well, before we head into spot on, spot off, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Good news, listeners. We want to help you make a big life decision. We are extremely qualified and you can trust us completely when it comes to buying or selling your home. How about we send our listeners to the real estate experts at OfferPad? I think that's a good idea, TJ. Trust us when we say that the easiest and most convenient place to sell your home is with OfferPad. You get right down to business with OfferPad. Start by filling out a five-minute form on OfferPad.com about your home and then submit it. Within 24 hours, OfferPad will send you back a free, no-obligation cash offer on your home. If the time is right for you to make this big life move, take the offer and let OfferPad make the moving process a breeze. OfferPad offers awesome perks, including a free local move. If it's in the Charlotte area, you can personally request a shirtless TJ and Brett as your movers. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Oh, here we f***ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ... 
Um, uh, uh, There's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for Spot On, Spot Off. First topic, the decision by Martin Truex Jr.'s team to take two tires after dominating ultimately costs them the win and puts him in the playoff cutoff line. Freddie, spot on, spot off. Spot off. Have to go spot off. Um, you know, this was just a costly mistake on their part. You know, you got they clearly had, I think, clearly the best car all day long. Uh, them and the four. I think the four, did the four do the same thing that they put two on, I think, too? Um, because they ran together the rest of the race. Um, just, you know, they, 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 they didn't get, you know, they put two tires on, then they got a bad restart and kind of give some other guys position on them that had a little bit of rubber. Um, so it was just, um, some jimmies, (laughs) some jimmies. Yeah. Uh, they just, uh, the, 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 uh, and, he, and at the very end, he was fast again. But like by then, it was like everybody's tires had equaled out because that was one of the biggest things that helped us. We were running about 10th, and we took four, and we were able to drive up to 4th uh, or 5th, and then a couple guys pit for fuel. So that's how we got – but that's how we got in front of them. But at the end of the race, they were just as good or better than us, the 19, especially on the last couple laps, was running us down. But it's just too late. By the time the tires equalized, he was, you know, half a track behind chasing them and and stuck in third and fourth or whatever. So it's just a a costly mistake on their part. Like, you know, every once in a while, it's just you kind of overthink it. This is kind of, you know, this is maybe the second time. they. The first time might have been on Martin where I forget where it was, Nashville maybe, where they they all pit at the end when they were running one, two, three and never got back through the pack. Um, Here's another one here. So. You know, we, we're talking about how many winners there are. And right now, Martin's, is, Martin's the second highest guy. Or he's like fourth or fifth in points. He's and fourth he's on points. the cut line, like to make the miss of playoffs if one more guy wins. Fourth in points. Uh, Which could happen. Oh, easily. We got Daytona coming. That's easy one to win. Brett. It's, um, I mean, look, you, you, you watch. I'm spot on for how fast that car was. Led over 160 laps or whatever it was. I'm also spot on for the experience it provided the fans that were they're in attendance and watching on TV because it created a lot of drama. And it sucks for Martin. It sucks for his team. It sucks for his fans. Um, it was weird looking out there and seeing that interstate battery scheme on that 19 oh my car. Gosh. Um, that, that was playing tricks the on DeWalt me. DeWalt on the 18. Yeah, yeah. The uh, serious on Kurt, Kurt. I can't remember that song in the 90s. My mind's playing tricks on me or whatever it was. But I was like, man, that is, oh, I kept that's looking back. Bush, that's I kept looking back and being like, what is Christopher Bell's problem today? <laughs> but I think it goes back to what I said earlier. I think it, this was part of the dynamic that made New Hampshire a really good race. And it changed the strategy and it changed the way the whole thing played out. And the best car and the best driver on this particular day did not win the race. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm bought off. I hate it for Martin to have that good of a car and to uh, it it's always a bitter taste if you lead that many laps and you don't win the race. There's not a it's a bitter, but I mean, he was strong though, man. I really felt like yesterday was Martin's day. Like it had that feel to it, but that's uh, one cool thing about our sport is, you know, pit stop strategy. I mean, that's, I mean, you never know if you're going to get it right. We timed it right on Saturday. We stayed out on older tires. Uh, Brandon was it. Brandon managed to stay in the top 10 with older tires until, 25 to go or whatever we got that caution for 20 to go some and we had a set of stickers left nobody else pit we put them on we knife up through the field and get inside the top five freddie gets too uh low so we get a free spot out of that and uh <laughs> noah noah, yeah, noah too. noah's too low i think one of the, i think one of the interesting stats if you look at the point standings right now 
the two main guys that don't have a win, there's Blaney second in points. Martin is fourth in points. Like we Blaney's talked about. third now. Is he third yeah. now? Chastain's third. Okay. Uh, but um, they have the most stage wins. for the. You know, Martin's got the most in the season by seven. Blaney's got five. I think Chase might have five as well. But, I mean, so these guys are fast. They're up front and in position to win races, and they can very easily pop one off here in the next six weeks. This is going to be what makes Daytona the oh. most exciting race of the year because we're going to get to the final race of the regular season. And I'm telling you right now, Brad Keselowski is going to drive like a complete animal. Given where they're at right now, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse, Justin Haley, these guys are all really good plate racers. Do you see – so a f- at the beginning of the season, you said there will absolutely not be 16 different winners. Now what are you thinking? I don't think we see 17 winners, right? Because that's the number that kicks out a winner. I don't think we see that many winners. I mean, when I, when I rattle off and I look at this list that Jason was kind enough to print out for us, and, and you look at, all right, look, who, who's out, right? And you look at a Eric Jones. I don't see him winning a race unless it's a plate race. Um, you look at a Justin Haley, same thing. I mean, Atlanta, Daytona, Talladega is what we had circled on our calendars of places we thought we could potentially go win. Michael McDowell, okay, there's some road courses coming. Things could go his way. Uh, A.J. Allmendinger last year at Indianapolis was running third, and he won the race because Chase Briscoe wrecked Denny Hamlin, and Chase Briscoe was under penalty. The door, the doors swung wide open, and boom, in walks A.J. Allmendinger into victory lane to kiss the bricks. So I think – we could see one more guy get a win, but I think it's going to be be that Daytona. Like, I'm telling you, that Daytona race, I'm already excited for it. Yeah. So you're telling me right here, these guys are that close to being bumped. Yeah. Second, yes. second in points. And another interesting thing, which I think he's going to get a little far away from it now is, so Blaney's 78 points out of the point lead. If he can make that ground up and win the regular season, he's in. Like, he's locked in. So then that bumps that's that's essentially another winner. That's a, that's that could potentially bump somebody. So I mean if you're Chase Briscoe, if you're Daniel Suarez, if you're Tyler Reddick, you're you're probably starting to sweat a little bit because now, you know, they, these are the guys that are in jeopardy. They're going to race hard to to not be the last guy in points with one win. Yeah, that's the that's the battle you're looking at right there. I mean, I'm they're right there together. They're 15 actually Kurt Sindrick, they're all right there. 13 14, 13 through 16 is all the guy or 13 through 17 is the guys that have a one win that are, you know, that are in, in jeopardy. Yeah. So Sindrick <clears throat> I feel like Kurt, Bell's going to have a little momentum here now. I feel like he's going to be Bell should be pretty safe cuz he's up at 8th in points, so he should be fine. I think he's always yeah. driven well, well. It's the Pick crew that's kind of yeah. screwed him. So. I think Martin's going to win a race before the end of the year. He's just too fast not to. I don't know where it's going to come. Before the end of the year. Before, before, the, end the, end of, before the playoffs start, I should say. I, I mean, it's a strong possibility Kevin Harvick goes out and wins one of these races. He's been strong the last. And, and if he gets a win <laughs> and then somebody else sneaks in a win, Blaney's gone. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be sitting there 30 points and going to out think, yeah. from the playoff race. I mean, it. I mean, it's not completely out of the question. We go to Daytona with 16 winners, and somebody pops off a win, and and Chase Briscoe with a win gets popped out of the playoffs, like or or whoever ends or, up being uh, that last place. or Bowman. Could you imagine winning the Daytona 500 and knowing you're good for your playoff, and then all of a sudden it's gone? But this is why they created this format. It's a lot of drama. I just will say this: when you Google Cup standings, and you're trying to find it on your mobile device or your computer. Depending upon which site you land on, it can get really confusing. And, and one of the sites that you land on, it'll be the points standings. And the next one, like ESPN does a phenomenal job of giving you what Jason has in front of us, which is the 
playoff standings. Actually, what Jason has in front of us is the is both is is yeah is both. He's got the point standings on top, playoff standings on the bottom. You're amazing. Um, Jason is just the best producer in all of NASCAR. But it, it's 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 tough as a fan sometimes to find what you need to actually know what the running order of the playoffs are. Because well, like Denny Hamlin, although he's you know 19th in points. He's got two wins. He's way up in the playoff standings. He's sitting there fifth in yeah. the playoff so standings. What's interesting, and I don't think a lot of people, even people inside the industry that I was talking to yesterday, did not understand how the tie is broken. They're like, well, is it is it the regular season standings for the guys with one win, or is it the playoff standings? Like, is it the reset and who's ever got the least amount of points because you've got, you know, stage points or whatnot? But no, it's, it is – Three wins is in, two wins is in. Then the guys with one win, they go back to the regular season standings, and who's ever lowest in the standings there gets booted. But yeah, even like, so you talk about how confusing it is for fans. People inside the sport are like, well, which way does it go? Like, how does this work? Uh, so it, it, you know, it can be a little confusing for sure, but it'll be, it's going to be interesting because we're going to get a lot. In the beginning of the year, you get to that 13, you go out of this one, you know, we're going to get close again. Like, we got close last year. It's like, well, we have 13, 12 or 13 winners last year. But, I mean, every week somebody pops one off and you're like, because I felt like yesterday we were getting a new winner anyway because Martin and Kevin were dominating the race. And I was like, well, one of these two are going to win. <clears throat> yeah, for and sure. Chase was going to be the only one that could have been the repeat winner. But I mean, um, that, looked, that looked likely for a few laps yeah, there. But it just it had that feel to it yesterday. So if Ryan, if Truex, Blaney, and Harvick get some wins, I mean, if the, <laughs> this could get really interesting. Yeah. So that's exciting. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man, and you got to be careful, and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Moving on. Brad Keselowski and Austin Dillon swerve and hit each other under caution. Brad then says, the guy tried to wreck me down the backstretch. TJ, this one's for you. TJ, what? I think I saw what everybody else saw was the backstretch. What led to the backstretch? I'd have no idea. Wasn't it a few? Wasn't it last week or another race? I don't. I don't know. I've never seen them have an issue. I don't. Uh, I cannot tell you. I literally have no idea. Um. I mean, I'm. It's under caution, and you're just getting slowed down and uh, lined up. Gotta go to the bathroom. Whatever you got. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And I like. I seen Austin pull up there, and at first, I'm like, oh, he's just challenging the spot for some reason but it wasn't even we were on single file so i'm not really sure and then i i couldn't tell that he hit brad until brad turned back into him and i'm like what is going on back here like what are they doing and i, I mean i'm spot off because like it's just unnecessary i mean if you're i don't know i just what did 
did Brad say anything on the radio? I mean, he caught him by surprise, obviously, and obviously it triggered him. So <laughs> <laughs> this was the funniest thing I think I've seen in a long time. Like, I don't know what happened. Like I said, I don't know what happened before this. Nothing. But then, nothing then happened. Austin goes up there like he's going to be like an intimidating factor and goes <laughs> up there and just kind of just nudges Brad with the with his right side and Brad proceeds to lose his mind and just hang a left as hard as he could chase him down in the grass try yeah. to hook him into the grass well, I, I think like, I think Austin tried to flatten I think he tried to flatten his top, his left sides or something um, because he hit him in the wheel yeah or it was close to it and yeah I don't know man I but like you know if you're you know what it's like when you're you're in a battle back there you're battling hard and somebody comes up there had your little Tiff with Chastain already happened. What are you talking about? Didn't you have a little run in with, with Ross at some point? Yeah, you did awful four. Oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah, that was yeah, but that had already happened. So Brad might already kind of his blood pressure might already Yeah, but he up. didn't I don't feel like Brad was mad at that. When he ran Ross low, he was he just He ran him low. But he was just showing that he was And Ross gave the spot back. He was just showing that he wasn't appreciative of it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I so mean he wasn't mad, he just wasn't appreciative. That's <laughs> well, like some Ross drove into him, but Brad was fine with it. He wasn't bringing him all the way down to the pit wall or halfway to the pit wall. Once it was back settled, then Ross, it was over. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was hunting him after that. But I do know that we went back green after this deal, and Austin drove into one and tried to get to Brad again and missed. And he drove in so hard that he missed it. He slid up over the cushion. That's how hard he drove in. Have you ever so. seen those videos online where the young kids run and they like knock the hat off the older guy and the older guy chases them? That's what it looked like to me. Like Austin Dillon went up there like, I'm going to I'm gonna mess with this guy. And then it was like, oh, no, this ain't going to go well. He's chasing uh, yeah, me. I don't, He's I chasing don't know me. He called me. He almost dumped him getting into three. Like had there not been grass there. Do you know if they, <laughs> have they had a conversation since, oh. you know? I doubt it. Yeah. The, the, I, and. Here's the best thing about this, Casey, is the group, all the drivers are in a group chat. It's a group me app, and they're all in there together, and they all get in there and talk about each other after the race, and they're all in there reading this same stuff. So if you're if Brad gets in there and voices his displeasure, Austin is in the room. Yeah, this is the best thing about I can it. Like only I only imagine I some mean, of the comments that have been said. I lately. can tell you exactly what happened here. Like it's very clear to me what took place yesterday with Brad. What was it? He spent five minutes on a couch with me and Brett and was just at his wit's end. <laughs> Why that race started? Yes, Brad, Brad did crash the uh, trackside live appearance. Um, I knew when he rounded the corner over there that it, he, was, he wasn't he was, going to miss he the was opportunity. Coming yes. But, uh, which was cool to do. I mean, yeah, that, was that was fun awesome. Fun to have him up there. But, yeah, I really don't know. It seems like Austin was just frustrated and he's having, you know, having a bad day. And I mean, I literally, when I looked at Brandon, his spotter and I'm like, what is this problem? He's like, why'd you hit? I'm like, why'd you hit me? And he's like, cause you, well, why'd you hit us? He's like, oh, we did. I'm like, yes. Like, because you can see the, they showed I mean, the replay. I think it goes back to what we said. Like we didn't foresee all of these things happening going into New Hampshire and it just makes it better. Makes but, it a better. Weekend. I think it just shows there are like, people are so stressed right now, not knowing what the playoffs are going to look like. Where yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't know what – there was no contact before this. That, that There was nothing that happened in the race that led to this with, uh, with him. But I just think he was frustrated and having a, having a bad day, and I guess he doesn't um, like Brad, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he said in his interview, the, the part that – did you see the interview with him? Yeah. Well, he's like, you know, well, Lisa got me an interview. Who said that? Oh, did he not say that? It's your story. How the hell do we know that? I mean, that's what I heard. So, but it, like, that's, I just think he's frustrated, man. I mean, I like Austin, but he's just frustrated. And 
you know, everybody, they're out there driving hard. And yesterday was a trying day for the drivers. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. A lot of drivers ended up in the care center after the race. Uh, don't know why. Uh, multiple drivers. I don't I'm gonna say a lot, but more than one went to the care center after the race. And uh, I spoke with a different driver who, when he got, he, he said he wasn't hot during the race. He felt fine. When he got out of the car, it's like he was on a cruise ship all of a sudden. Everything was kind of like moving. So I don't know if we've got carbon monoxide issues in these cars or what's going on. But obviously, something went on yesterday because, A, it wasn't crazy hot. But, B, you're running a side window. Um, these cars that, are still new. Is that the first time, like, out of using these cars that multiple drivers have gone to the infield care center when it wasn't had, when it didn't have to do with heat? I don't, I don't know if it's, you know, the first time or the second time, but it definitely was a time. I know there were multiple guys who had to go to the care center yesterday. So something we got to look at. Cause I mean, it wasn't crazy hot. It was a long race to only be 300. It was laps. pretty muggy. I mean, it, yeah, was, it was hot up there yeah. <laughs> when that, when that cloud would come, you'd be like, Oh, Ooh. nice. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Austin will get his front end fixed up and be back out there next week. Tyler Reddick signs with 2311 Racing for 2024. Spot Freddy. on, spot off. Actually, Brett. This could be its own show. I agree. <laughs> I have a few questions. Go for it. This is uh It might be one day. <laughs> this is. It might be its own show. I, I, I truly, when this came out, I was speechless. I looked at this and I was like, man, we told you guys two weeks ago that RCR had screwed up by not announcing an extension to a contract, by only announcing that they had picked up his option for one season. We told you guys they screwed up. So spot off for RCR, spot off for whoever wrote that contract, spot off for whoever didn't make this a more long-term deal. Freddie talked to Tyler. I talked to Tyler. It's very obvious that he wanted in the beginning of the season to have a long-term deal with RCR. For whatever reason, that didn't come to fruition. So spot off for RCR. I don't know how you put yourself as a company in this position. Um, I guess my question marks to, to Tyler Reddick, first of all, spot on to him. Congratulations. I mean, you're going to a team that yesterday had a lot of success, led some laps, finished third. I don't know where Kurt ended up because he was on a different strategy and had to end up hitting there at the end, but um, obviously fast cars. But you're if you're if you're looking at the sport as a whole, right, you got super teams is what I like to call them. And the super teams are Hendrick, Penske, Stuart Haas, Joe Gibbs Racing, and Richard Childress Racing. Those are the five teams that feed the other teams in the sport. We'll call those affiliates, okay? So he is essentially leaving one of the super teams and going to an affiliate of Joe Gibbs racing. So what does that say about Richard Childress racing? To me, it says a lot. When you look at the Chevrolet stats, Chevrolet since 2014, okay. Harvick was at RCR in 2013. He left since he left in 2014. RCR has won five races. That's not a lot. Chevrolet in that same span of time has won 93 races. So clearly it's not a Chevrolet problem, but you're averaging just over half a win a year right now. And you just lost a generational superstar. This guy is one of the best drivers in the series right now. So I'm going to just stop there and say spot on to Tyler Reddick because he knows his future. He's going to a really good spot with a manufacturer that is dumping resources into our world. Did you and, just spot on your own question? And spot off 
for RCR, man. This is this is a huge loss. I mean, you look at – you can correct me if I'm wrong because obviously you did a little more deep dive on this. The first year Kevin left RCR, did he not go – did he win a championship won that a championship year? championship at Stuart five, Race. five races and a championship that year. Correct. <laughs> I mean, it's conceivable Tyler could do the same thing. And RCR went winless when he left for three years. Yeah. I mean, you uh, first of all, welcome uh, Tyler to the newest. Uh, he's the newest member of the Denny Hammond fan club. Um, he Glad will, to be here. He will, he will, he will, he'll be around for a while, it sounds like. Um, but, yeah, we talked about it on here last week. And, and, and Denny proved our point by we were saying everybody's going to be after this guy. And the fact that Denny went ahead and locked him up 18, 19 months before he can ever make a lap in Denny's cars – Goes to show you how much in demand he was. Denny was in a in a, in a Twitter space deal, uh, racing spaces, and and said that you know there was already multiple suitors out there for Tyler. There was people out there with offers into Tyler already, and he made a comment that he they weren't even the highest bidder for Tyler at that point. But you know it just goes to show you also that you know obviously everybody wants Tyler, but twenty three eleven is obviously an attractive place to come race at. Um, we got a lot going on, a lot of good stuff. Like Brett said, the cars have been fast. Um, so I, I know I know he's look good. Um, speaking of that, I am in a contract here, Denny. So whenever you want to get that locked up, I'll be great. Um, but, Let's bring him on the show, and we'll just we'll, do an announcement, just, just like he did last week with Tyler. We'll, <laughs> we'll just sign my contract right here. On yeah. the so, so on that note, actually, <laughs> I, it's Air Tyler. <laughs> I have two questions. One, you know, announcing it this early. What does that mean? A for RCR. I mean, emotional damage. Awkward. No, but but I'd imagine they're trying to find sponsorships for next year, and knowing that Tyler is leaving. In, in my opinion, and I don't know where this is going. This is not in kind of. I mean, obviously, I've talked to Tyler. But I talked to Tyler a lot. Um, if RCR was to kick Tyler out of that car, they'd be insane because their only chance right now to compete for a championship is Tyler Reddick. And, and it shows every week. I mean, Austin has some decent runs, but consistency-wise, Tyler is much, much faster. The eight car is much, much better than the three on a weekly basis. Um, but, you know, it, it, I, obviously, you're not going to give him proprietary secrets. You know, there's, you know, there's meetings that he's going to be with. I don't, I don't know what secrets really matter. Yeah, I mean, there's not like there's – I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you can tweak on these things a little bit to help. But, I mean, it doesn't – I don't know. There's meetings he won't be involved with, but – I mean, you see some effects of it now. I don't think you're going to see Tyler in that 48 Xfinity car for a little while. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I think he would like to still drive it, but I don't know if that's going to work out. Um, that's no, kind of working out. RCR affiliate. Um, you know, it's just little random stuff. And I mean, let me let me ask you a question. Um, like, if if you're Richard Childress, who are you mad at? If you're Richard Childress, yeah, like what? <laughs> you mad at yourself the timing could not be any worse that's for the worst that was maybe the worst press release i've ever seen in my life no 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 the ball oh, bag. oh the ball oh, bag. Yeah. 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 i'm sorry the second worst press release i've ever seen in my life i mean that sounded like a whiny <laughs> little i don't know the what. same thing has already happened to rcr did they not learn anything from it kevin harvick in 2012 announced he would not be back at rcr after 2013 he put himself out there in a lame duck situation for a year. Now, in that same situation, he run won four races and finished fourth in the championship, I believe. So, clearly, that was successful for Kevin and for RCR. They kept everything going, right? I mean, the, the team's still around. But this is uh, – this is I've never seen it come out this early. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think when the whole Kurt Busch thing went down – 
um, with Roush and Penske, something like this happened back in the day too. But like we've seen lame duck drivers, you know, and have kept to, running for have that to team, ride right? out a year. You know yeah. what I mean? But but I think that it's just the, the timing of this couldn't have been more weird. I'm not saying it's not bad. Was but, it? Was but it literally this, this guy, hey, we've picked up Tyler Reddick's extension. Um, option year. He's coming back next year. Tyler Reddick goes and wins a race the very next week. Tyler Reddick's going to Denny Hamlin 23-11, and he's out after the 2023 season. Like, the whole is just weird. But, but to your point, if I'm Richard Childress and I've just lost one of the top talents in the sport, TJ Majors, who am I going to put in there next year if I tell him to go get f- Say that again. Word to say that again. Who are you going to put in the car? If you tell Tyler Reddick, get out of here right now, I'm mad at you. First of all, you got him under contract. You publicly said that. But if you say, hey, get out of here, we're going we're, we're gonna to pay you. That's what you're going to have to do. We're going to pay you to not drive here. Go away. Who are you going to put in that car? I'm going to get John Hunter or I'm going to get Zane Smith. And you think sponsors are going to ex- get excited about either one of those two guys? Don't know the answer to that. You think either one of those two guys are going to get in that car and run better than Tyler Reddick? I did not say that. Do you think they're going to get in that car and win more races than Tyler Reddick? Did not say that either. You're screwing yourself. You better you 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 this up. Somebody at RCR royally screwed this up. So now you have to make the best out of it. I, I personally don't think you sleep on Austin Hill the following year. I don't think he's ready right now. But again, you've got a year to get your plan together, and Austin's got a little money with him, right? Because now you got to have money and you got to have a driver. I'm going to do that thing where I'm not saying you're wrong, but if you look at it from a team's perspective, I think there are a lot of factors that go into selecting a driver, picking up an option year. They might not have had a choice. They might not have had enough sponsorship. There's a lot of other factors where they might not have screwed up. It just the, the, the way things work. Oh, yeah, the up. point we were making was Tyler wanted to be there and then they didn't make it happen. I also is, think, what, is what we heard. But then I had a, I had a conversation yesterday with a high profile media person who is one Damn, of our favorite people to talk about on the show. You had a busy day. I did. I actually went to garage and we started talking about scenarios and you're like, man, how, if you're RCR, your most valuable player in this entire organization, I forget about, I'm talking about engineers, crew chiefs, even owners, your most valuable player is Tyler Reddick. You didn't sign him up. All right, well, then when you didn't sign him up and he came to you and said, I want to be signed up, but you didn't do it, right? If you're Tyler Reddick, you have to say, well, if they don't want to sign me up, then why would I want to sign up, right? Then you start asking yourself, then I look at Denny Hamlin Motorsports. This is how the conversation went. Who's going to be running 2311 in five years? Freddie. Yeah, it's me. It's <laughs> Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. Yeah. yeah. Who's going to yeah. be running RCR in five years? Mike Dillon. Think so? I mean, I, I mean, See, that's he knows. Mike Dillon, Andy Petrie. I mean, yeah. you've got a list of guys, but it's not guaranteed to be Richard Childress. I can tell you that much. You know, I, yeah. Once I'm, you, once you didn't sign him up, Casey, I'm not, I, I get you playing devil's advocate. Once you don't sign him up and he starts questioning, well, why would I want to be here long term if they're not going to sign me up here long term? And then he had the ability contractually to go out and have conversations and do what he did. Somebody at RCR didn't learn, learn a damn thing 10 years ago with the whole Kevin Harvey thing. Yeah, and I've seen, I seen a lot of people complaining about the fact that uh, that the timing of the announcement, you know, this, this you know. It is very Denny, weird timing, Denny though. took a shot at, you know, this is, you know, Denny, do, you know, taking a shot at RCR here. Listen, here's, I think this boils down to one thing. Denny wanted to announce his own news. 
And the fact that, you know, he had to sign Tyler up when he signed him up to get him. And we know as well as anybody in here that once anything breaks in this sport, it's through the garage at some point. And the rumor was that, you know, eight minutes after Tyler had told Danny, uh, Tyler had told RCR, people from RCR were already texting other people within the sport about Tyler leaving. So that, so if you want to be the one, what what kind of text do you send? Like, oh, just, you know, Tyler Ray just walked in Tyler. here and said he's not coming back in 2024. Yeah. He signed another deal with Denny Hamlin. Break it. Ruin their announcement. Yeah. Ruin their ability to, to make noise. So, you know, you... so if you, every day. And, and we see all the time out here people come at us about, I, you guys shouldn't break news. You guys, you know, people let people break their own news. Well, listen, here's how you... If you want to break your own news, this is how you do it. You don't let nobody know. You, you line all your... You get all your ducks in a row, and you announce this... It's And it, well, the way they did it was Zoom. classic. You know, that was one of the funniest things ever, where there, somebody's going, uh, Tyler, I think you're in the wrong Zoom. And then he's like, ah, actually, he's not. Uh, he, <laughs> welcome aboard. Yeah, and then Tyler slides funny. into the frame. But, you know, if, the, if you want to announce your own news, if you don't want stuff to break, this is how you do it. When don't let nobody know, Lord, let the bare minimum of people know and, and get it out there, but don't let it sit because Denny had made a comment in that same race and space deal where he knew that if he waited for Tyler to drive back from welcome to Mooresville or wherever, you know, come to our shop, that news would have broken on Twitter in that 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever that drive is. So I think he went up there and met Tyler and that's when they announced it because he was determined I'm getting this news out. And that's why you've seen the announcement come out when it was, I think. Well, props to Denny. It was, I mean, bomb drop there. Entertaining. And, yeah. And, and, that's perfect and congrats for him. to Tyler. Very well deserved. That's, I mean, he's, that's perfect for Denny. That's yeah. exactly what he wanted. I mean, who is, who is Denny Hamlin in business for? Denny Hamlin. <laughs> I mean, this is a dog eat dog world. Uh, I, I'm it's not, working for him. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that ever all these owners out here aren't animals because they are. They're, they're, they're rich for a reason. They're successful for a reason. And it's because they do things the way that you have to do to be successful. And I will say I completely, this is rare, but I do completely agree with Brett that if I'm Richard Childress today, I make I keep Tyler Reddick in that car for next year because he gives me the best chance to win races and compete for a championship. And then I transition to Austin Hill. I think Austin Hill is, is one of the most underrated drivers in our sport. He is. And he's, he's uh, very good on equipment too. He doesn't wreck a lot. Richard's mad. Right, I'm sure he's really mad, and and once he gets over that being mad, when you look at what's best for us next year for the future of our company, it is damn sure not to take out Tyler Reddick and put Ty Dillon in there. And who else you gonna get? Kaz Grala? I mean, I mean, who you gonna put in there? I mean, there, I mean, Ryan there's Priest. guys, there's guys, you, you, there's a Ryan Priest, there's a Corey LeJoys. I mean, there's there's people like if I if 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 I'm gonna if you're gonna kick Tyler Reddick out and you can you're gonna have to replace him with somebody with money. Let's face it, you know they they're not gonna be able to sell sponsorship for for any of the you know Zane or Corey. Like it's gonna be it, those are your options. It's the two main truck guys, Zane and, and John Hunter. It's Corey. It's Priest. It's, you know, there's some guys that are available, but like... It's unproven guys in Cup. It's minimal wins outside of Cup. It ain't like you can say Ryan Priest has won 10 Xfinity I would, races. I wouldn't be afraid to put Noah in there. I wouldn't be afraid to put Noah in there either, but rumor is he... Well, well yeah, we're gonna, I'm just saying... <laughs> let's move on to this next topic, because you are... the other news. You are already ruining it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news... You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spot on, spot off. Ty Dillon won't return to Petty GMS Racing next season, and Noah Gragson is reportedly the leading candidate to replace him. Freddie. Uh, I mean, listen, this is, shouldn't really come as a shock to Ty, I don't think. Um, maybe it was a shock that they announced it already, like that you're out. But we had heard last week that Noah was going in that 42 car um, and did not expect the news to drop this quickly. Uh, but I guess that which they haven't announced. See, then this is this is like the exact opposite of Denny. You know, like everybody knows who's going in the 42, but they didn't announce it. So it's just going to sit around for a couple months and no one's going to get asked about it. Every every interview he does for the next until they announce it, uh, Ty's going to have to talk about it. Um, so, you know, but listen, Ty's struggled this year. Um, you see speed out of the 43 car. You don't see it out of the, the 42. I think he's got one top 10 versus Eric's six top 10s. Uh, so they're just probably trying to get somebody else in there that they think will will be competitive. And 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 let's face it, Noah brings some money to the table. Um, well, my question is, is like Noah regretting this right now? Like if he signed this deal two weeks ago and all of a sudden the eight car opens up, uh, are you going, oh, oops, uh, maybe I should have waited. What is the eight long. open is the yeah, question. The, I don't yeah. think it is, right? And if you look at who we think is open, it's the 42, potentially the 18, obviously the 16, College Racing, they've got a, a, a full-time entry there with multiple drivers. The 10, he's probably coming back. Yeah, I mean. The 41, question mark. I don't know if Custer's good or not, but certainly he's not running well over there. I mean, he's good. The, safety-wise good. Not yeah, race yeah. yeah, safety, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know, man. If, if, and, and I want to say this. People were tweeting at me yesterday saying that we wrecked Ty Dillon. Let me explain something to you people. There's this big-ass thing right in front of the driver's head in these cars, and it's a windshield, and it's gigantic, and it's really, <laughs> really easy to see out of it. No, no, no. It's really easy to see out of it. Then around where their feet go, there's these pedals. One of them <laughs> makes you go, and one of them, believe it or not, helps you stop and when you see that you're three wide for 30th maybe even 32nd at this point in the race and that the guy in front of you out that big ass windshield that he's coming down i'm gonna tell you what you don't do you don't stand in the gas and drive in his door so all you people who tweeted me that we wrecked ty dillon you're all idiots. You wrecked the dog food and out then, of him, And then not man. only after he hit us, somehow or another, he managed to turn uh, head on into the f-ing wall. <laughs> that was an odd odd thing there. How did you, you think? How did you get three wide? Who is the third car in the equation that made it three wide? Who, you drive, is, who is the guy on the bottom that drove into the guy I'm in the middle? I'm asking you, who was the last guy when to join the party? When you hit somebody at the stoplight in you, the ass. You just got your answer. Is it the person in the back? You're for 30th, three wide is imperative at that point in the race. It's imperative. That we pedal. Go. Your pedal I'm just stuck. telling you, if, your you're pedal the guy, stick. if you're the guy on the bottom, A, you don't drive into the guy in the middle, and B, after you do, how do you wreck like that? That well, wreck. What about C, if you're the last guy to join the party for 30th, why are you in there? I had room. I shot the middle. <laughs> I squirted the middle. Um, so it was an unnecessary risk. So go back to Ty Dillon won't return, <laughs> Noah Gragson rumored. I think this is... Man, and, and yeah, man, I saw another guy in the garage yesterday, Bob Pockras. Jesus. And it's not Pockras, despite how his name is spelled, Casey, is Pockras. So he informed you know me that during all these years, I have mm. been saying Noah, last name wrong. 
It's not Gregson. Well, yeah, you do actually say it's, it wrong. It's, it's Gregson. Gregson. Yeah. And I said, well, Bob, I don't see it that way. But he informed me that it's Gregson and Thank that you, I need to start saying it correctly. So from now on, it's Noah Gregson. Sorry, I did the same thing. Bob, if you. we could slowly work on you working on a McBee. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. So uh, I think this is, uh, if this scenario is what plays out, I think it, Noah, Noah Gregson is ready to go cup racing. He's ready to go full-time cup racing. He has a really cool personality about him that I think will go well in the cup series. Uh, I think next to probably Kyle Busch, he'll be the second most interesting guy in that series. The question is, can he get in there and do what Eric Jones is doing, which is what you said. Can he get up there and run top 10? I, there were a couple races I thought Eric was going to have a chance to win. Yeah. And the question is, can he? he's got a long relationship with Dave Ellens. Obviously, they were at JRM together. So, I think this is – I mean, who would you rather have, Ty Dillon, TJ, or Noah Gregson? Um, Gregson. Yeah, I'd, I would rather have Noah. You know, I, the sport needs Noah. And I'll tell you right now, I've heard rumors. I don't know what uh, Eric's contract situation is. I've heard rumors there's teams after Eric, too. Uh, you know, it's a couple of those rides you talked about, potentially 10-41. Uh, you know, they, they're they're – they could be interested in somebody like Eric Jones, who's showing right now that he can still compete with, you know, you want to, you're not inferior equipment because not, a, you know, we're all got the same he's stuff. He's had a solid year. He's had a really good year. For a first time cup crew chief and all that, yeah. he's had a solid year. So, I mean, you, you may be in a position where if, if Eric does move on, you can just go ahead and pair Noah right back up with Dave and then never miss a beat. TJ, this next one is for you. Yeah, wait. <laughs> no penalty for Christopher Bell's wheel. Hey, I got a question real quick. Sorry. What happened in the Xfinity race? With uh, Ty and Austin Hill. Ty Gibbs? They, no, no, Dylan. They, they kind of had oh, I don't a know. little discussion in the after. garage area, I like know, at the cars. and <laughs> so they. I don't the, like his chances in that fight. No, Austin's <laughs> a big old country boy. But so Ty's over there kind of giving it, you know, like going at Austin a little bit. And <laughs> the best part about it is they get done like kind of arguing a little bit. And Austin's like, points away and Ty kind of goes away and Sheldon <laughs> walks by and fist bumps <laughs> Austin <laughs> which was kind of funny uh, I think the best part was you laughing at yourself well, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing at the video that I saw which is oh. it, it wouldn't have been a pretty battle are you no. ready TJ now 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 too late no penalty for Christopher Bell's wheels coming off wheel coming off on pit road at Atlanta spot on spot off I am spot off last week when you were on vacation. Um, a wheel coming off is a wheel coming off, no matter if it's in on pit road, on the racetrack, wherever. To me, a wheel off is a wheel off. Uh, now you're opening the door by, you know, di now you got to de define if the wheel was rolling too fast, where it was at, was it dangerous or not. A wheel off should be a wheel off, in my opinion. I mean, so this was their their quote from last week from uh, I think it was Miller Scott Miller uh, we're still we're continuing to look at the incident and really potential consequence for the wheel rolling down pit road now if that thing would have been going twice as fast as it was we would have had a or we had the whole field on pit road we may have a different view than we did with hardly any cars on pit road no speed to the tire it was not getting away very far who, what, 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 deter, like who, where's the parameters for this? That's what I'm saying. How uh, fast can it be rolling? Yeah, how fast is too fast? Does how it have many, GPS in how it? How many cars is too many cars? How far away is too far away? Like, why put yourself in this position? Why have judgment calls? The tire falls off. The tire does not fall off. 
It's a penalty because we've talked about this. this I get it. I get it. You know, it's not running. It's the, 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 you know, it's not like he's on a racetrack and the wheels hauling ass on the front stretch like Busher at Nashville. But listen, it's way more dangerous to lose a wheel on pit road well, because that's what I was saying. a car yeah. could hit. You know, a car hitting a wheel that's rolling slow, that's running 50, 60 miles an hour is going to launch it. And guess where the people are? The people aren't on the racetrack. I mean, obviously, the people in the grandstands no fence there and there's but there's no fence. This thing can just jump over a wall and clean out an entire pit crew or fans that are standing behind the pit boxes like it's way more dangerous on pit road. So I don't want to hear that. It's dangerous uh, on the track. Too, yeah, I mean, but it's dangerous, but I feel like it, there's way more people around on pit road that can be in potential harm. For, let's not just talk about the tire. What was Christopher Bell's angle once all was said and done? He was 90 degrees pit wall. facing the wrong way, pointed head on into the pit wall. So to your point, if the car that was pitting in that particular stall had been in their stall executing a pit stop, someone could have been really injured. Yeah. So let's let's just say everything now is hypothetical that because there's not a car there, and that because the tire didn't go fast enough or because the tire didn't hit anybody, we're not going to throw a penalty at you. Well, now you've opened up, which you always do this. Always. You, you open two things. You open the, I didn't penalize Christopher Bell. Well, is it because it's Christopher Bell? That's what you open that box up. Is it because it's Joe Gibbs Racing? Why, why didn't you penalize a 20 car? Well, now you're going to have to penalize a two car yeah. because his tire was running 55, 60, 70 miles an hour down pit road yesterday. But it didn't hit anything, so it's really no different than the twenty. Yeah, I mean, but and you, the two didn't hit anything, so you, it's really no different than the twenty. I know you notice this. You could hear it. You could hear the momentary panic in Tim Berman's voice when he's telling, "Heads up, heads up on pit road, gang. Heads up, heads up. We got tire loose because he sees this, this thing, is thing down pit road." I hate this word, and I, I I literally hate this word. This is karma. That's what this whole scenario is. You last week you should have let penalized Christopher Bell, and you didn't. And now you have the exact same scenario, only the fact that it's four times worse because there were people actually on a live pit road, but the pit road was live the first time. So like, I, this this drives me bananas. Yeah. I, this is bananas. Yeah, it is bananas. It's just, there's just, I, I, there's nothing that you can do worse and you're in as an officiating or sanctioning body than make put yourself in a position where you have to make judgment calls because there's just no way to be consistent with it. You know, there is, I mean, there's, there's ways to be, you know, semi-consistent, but we've already seen that their consistency lacks on caution flags and stuff like that. So now, like you said, like, how do you not penalize a two this week? But then how do you justify not penalizing the 20 last the week? 20 got a free pass. Yeah. Because I think moving forward, it's got to be, it's just too unsafe. I don't care if the thing just bounces around a little bit because all it takes is one car but, coming down the road to hit that tire and it's God knows where it's flying. But to. look at this scenario you created. You gave the 20 a free pass, according to all three of us. Who won the race yesterday? Does he win the race yesterday if his crew chief's sitting at home? Or his two or his, or his freaking two okay. all-star tire changer guys? That might be a difference, but the crew chief's still going to Doesn't matter. They, they created this whole conversation that we're having If a right tire now. hits you, say there was a – say there, in Atlanta, if there was a guy standing in the box in front of him, if that tire is even rolling at three, four mile an hour, if it hits him <laughs> from the backside, yeah, it's I, still going to drop him down and maybe – Tears AC something. Oh, I mean, there's do more if dropping. I take a tire and there's a tire in here and you stand over there by the door and I smoke you like I just roll it with my arm it's and gone. hit you in the back of the leg, it's probably going to yeah. knock you over or at least like buckle your legs a little bit. Exactly. And, I mean, it's, it's like a, it's either off or on in my opinion. Yeah. There, it's 100%. either yeah, 
And if you do a good enough, if you know it's coming off, you creep around and get it fixed, fine. If the tire stays in your box, yeah. I'm okay with you not being penalized. If you leave your box and the tire comes off, you're penalized. I don't know what in the hell happened at the 41. Did you see this pit stop at the end of the race yesterday? There's the very end, I mean, like 10, 15 to go. They... I, I have to go back and see a video of it, but like I they dropped the jack on the right side and the changer was still holding the right rear tire. Like it didn't fall <laughs> off. They had just, the guy was still holding it. I was like, what just happened down there? Like, it's like they just dropped the jack before the guy even got a chance Sounds to put the like tire on. But like for that's to, to that point. Yeah. If you get like, if you start to move and the tire either like lays over or, but like once you send that tire rolling in any direction out of your box, that sh- it should be the same penalty. This is a crazy sport right now. We literally just watched Joe Gibbs racing announce that they have a tire changer signed up for what five years? Yeah. yeah, and you won't sign up Tyler Reddick for five years. Like, this is a crazy sport right now. Tire, freaking tire changers are getting better contracts lengthwise than drivers. Five years, man. Dang, uh, who would have thought it? I thought of Danny about that five-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's cool that they're highlighting pit crew members and crew members in general. I think that's. I didn't know. And I don't know him personally, but I saw Jackson Gibbs is on one of the pit crews. So Jackson was one. Jackson He's was on the Christopher's. one that got switched last week. He was our changer, and so Jackson, Jackson had been on. He had been on the eleven a little bit to start the year, I think, maybe as a fill in, maybe when their guys got suspended. Um, and then he came to our team, and he was on our team. And then when they swapped him and him, he was the changer, front changer, and the carrier went to the twenty. And that was and just that's Joe's grandson. Joe's grandson. Yeah, it's JD's son. So it's he, JD's son. Yeah. Okay. He had been, uh, I think, like a backup quarterback at like UCLA, App State. I think he was yeah. too. Um, Very cool. He played locally here too, didn't he? Uh, I don't da- know. Didn't he go Probably. to David or like high school around? Yeah, he went to high school. Yeah, right they here. all lived in Cornelius. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool to see him on there. Yeah, that's awesome. Moving on, driver comments on taking the hardest hits of their careers in the next-gen cars. Jason, you want to read that? Joey Logano said, these cars, they hit harder than ever. They hit really, really hard. They're super solid. It hurts. And then NASCAR's managing director of safety engineering, John Padalak, maybe that's how you pronounce the name, says um, he made a comment that NASCAR doesn't have a great engineering explanation as to why the perception is not matching with the data that says the hits are similar to a decade's worth of crashes. Brett, spot on, spot off. I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Um, And obviously, I've had a lot of conversations with the drivers that I'm affiliated with, and I've had a lot of conversations with Jeff Burton around this. And, And all that I keep hearing back is that if the hit is not massive, the driver gets the brunt of the force. He feels it a ton, but if the hit is hard enough to actually really go in there and move the barriers, the the data shows that it's not as hard on the driver. Um, I, it's it's hard to say what's what's going on here. I mean, obviously, you don't want our drivers saying that it hurts, but the data keeps showing, and I don't want to. I hate to say that because I don't see what they see, and I don't know what they know. Freddie has that issue but too. The, the data keeps saying and showing that in these scenarios the driver is not going to get hurt. And, and and as weird as that may sound, it hurts the driver, but they're not going to face an injury. Uh, even, even Jeff and I were talking about if they back the car into the wall, it is potentially with this particular car and the way our safety walls are designed, the hardest hit a driver can make in these cars as far as what the driver is going to feel. But yet in every one of these scenarios, backing it into the wall, despite the fact that it hurts the driver the most, it actually doesn't injure the driver in any of those scenarios. So uh, I've been 
Listen, we were hard on NASCAR before this car ever ran for two reasons. A, we were worried about driver safety, and B, we were worried about how hot these cars were going to be. And here we are, you know, however many races in, seems seems like 20 races in, and exactly. we, we haven't had any injuries, knock on wood, and we haven't had really anybody saying they've been too hot, you know, knock on wood. Obviously, we had some guys yesterday with issues, but it wasn't, according to the guys I talked to, heat-related. Um this is, this is one of those things where you look back at 2001 when we lost Dale Earnhardt, and obviously we had lost a lot of guys leading up to that one, and you say, man, we hadn't lost anybody in over two decades, and, and that's because of NASCAR. There, nobody can get more credit than NASCAR can for keeping our guys safe. Yeah. I mean, you, it's, it's, it's a strange deal because, like, Bubba kind of agreed with Joey, like them two big hits we took at Atlanta at the start-finish line – and I guess it was Talladega, maybe start finish line coming to the checker at the end. And Bubba's like, yep, those are P1 and P2 on my hardest hits. And this is a guy that drove through the wall at Pocono with no brakes a couple years ago. Um, so, you know, to say that, but then you have Austin Dillon, who uh, we saw, like, to your point, like, I mean, that buckled the softball. He killed the wall last week in Atlanta in that wreck with Ross and uh, yeah. Truex. And he was like, oh, it was fine. I didn't really, feel, you know, it wasn't that bad, you know. So it's 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 just, I guess it's how you hit, where you hit. You know, I'm sure like a driver's side impact is going to hurt still. A rear impact is still going to hurt. I think Kurt, Joey had a dog leg wreck at Charlotte or something like that. Yeah, he old, hit pretty hard. Even Kurt, Kurt said the one when he wrecked at um, the Coliseum, which I mean, yeah. where were we? I mean, we're doing like 50 Solid. mile an hour there. He just he said, you know, he's like that was hard. You know, that was rough, and that's what like in the, that that was the first race, and I'm like, oh man, like we're in bad shape here. If this guy's already saying how hard rough this hit was and we're running 50 miles an hour like what's going to happen when we're going somewhere else but you know i don't uh, to their point like some of the guys say it's terrible some of the guys say it's not so bad i think it's just where you hit how you hit you know it's, it's wrecking's not fun no matter no. what and you know credit to nascar they the car it might be a hard hit but you know there's no injuries you guys are there's still i still feel like the cars are safe they've done a this car's been i, I mean i it's been a good i, I like it I think it's done well. Aside, so, uh, yeah, I mean, aside from the cost of it, it's done everything that NASCAR's wanted. But yeah. right now, the, the costs are outrageous. So for that, me, that, for me, I hate the shifting. I do oh, hate yeah. the shifting. I but. hate the shifting. I absolutely cannot stand the shifting. Um, Phoenix, Texas, terrible. Martinsville, definitely not good. Outside of that, this thing's been a nine out of ten everywhere else. But, but fix, I mean, fix, the tracks, shifting will fix some of that. The two tracks you named first there aren't necessarily car related because the other series that run there, I, I they struggle to put yeah. on a really good show. I mean, you look at what Denny said last week. You know, he he was on the record saying you have completely changed the way we go about attacking these racetracks. We were oh, momentum yeah. drivers. Now it's ah, oh, we miss a corner, we grab a gear and we freaking hammer the gas and off we go again, right? So and and the fast cars are still gonna go fast. And I think this benefits a guy like Chase Briscoe. He him and Ross, this benefits their style because Chase will be and Tyler Tucson, they'll be the first guys that we look at. Uh, what gear are they using? Are they going to third? I mean, those are the first two guys that'll, you know. But literally at a Loudon type racetrack, the last thing I want to hear when I walk into the lounge is, uh, they're shifting before you do to help slow their corner entry down. They're shifting later than you do. Instead of the lounge. And I'm like, why in the f- are we talking about shifting? I think like, that's. I think that's. Maybe why, we have to because of the gear. Yeah, you have to, and I think that's. I think that's why Corey wrecked yesterday. I think I heard TJ tell somebody that on a downshift, it's just like, you know, just no TJ Bell. <laughs> uh, yeah, he two point oh. Yeah, he just said like on the downshift, it's it like kind of locked up. That's and, and what's on the broadcast out. too. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Not a fan of all the shifting. 
Yeah. That's the only, if I could change one thing, the, the shifting would be the thing that I changed. Hey, Door Bumper Clear fans. This is Mike Davis with Dirty Mo Media, and I want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com automatically discounts every order in your cart, so you always get the best price. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest pre-order prices, so you do not have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the industry. And fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, die-cast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can find products that are not available elsewhere, like the exclusive Door Bumper Clear Justin Algar autographed die-cast that sold out in less than two weeks. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. So whenever you need a new hat, t-shirt, die-cast, helmet, or novelty to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to shop at RacingUSA.com, where you are always somebody special. Yeah, this is Andrew. I am the Brett Griffin Fan Club President of the Indiana Chapter. Finally! Yes! Way to go, Josh! Way to go! The data tells me that Bubba still sucks. Freddie, you can't see I just want to say, I'm not drunk. My great-grandma outrun him, and she's 98. Reaction Theater rolls in three, two, one. I can only assume Emmett Smith is sitting here watching this Xfinity race one. Why the hell is Kyle Weatherman in the top 10 and you are 15 seconds off the lead most days? Um, that kid should be driving our car all the time. And Jesse Wooji's like, nah, man, it's cool. I like wrecking the leaders and stuff. Like, nah, it's, it's good, dude. It's good. Like, come on. This is a joke. This 34 car has speed and Kyle Weatherman's not a bad driver. He's right. I can't. I can't disagree with anything he said. Unfortunately, I don't think Kyle Weatherman is the answer. Uh, I think they're going to go out and look for a guy that, you know, has probably a little more experience than Kyle, and maybe has a little bit of money. And could happen. And and, and I just don't see them. I I think Awuji's seeing the light, and Awuji has an amazing opportunity in the sport as an owner. Yeah, I mean, I I think. I think it's pretty bad. I think him and is, owners. I think he is great at every aspect of the sport except for one. Unfortunately, Driving. yes. He, so you get he, to be a driver. Guess brings, what you got to be able to do? He brings a lot of good stuff to the table. He brings. He's got obviously a, a marketing base because he cars always got a sponsor on it. He's got Emmett Smith talked into being an owner. I mean, he brings a lot to the table. Nice guy. Great story. Great. Does speaker. not need to be a race car driver. Yeah, and Kyle's doing a, a good job. I mean, Kyle's making. Oh, Kyle always is. He did the same thing in the, in the 47 car last yeah, year. Yeah, I thought so too. He's yeah. done a lot of good things for himself. I just don't think in this scenario he's the answer no, for these I guys. Mean, I mean, I was told these guys are in, you know, some JRM chassis and some Hendrick motors. And if you got those kind of resources, that means you got some pretty good money coming in. You cannot put yourself in a position where with those kind of resources, you're A, missing races, B, putting in substitute drivers, C, you're wrecking around the 38th. Like, you got to do the right things. The 48th similar too. The 48th's done good things. Smartest thing Richard Childress ever did was realize he couldn't drive as good as he could own, and he became an owner, and he's done a damn good job at it. I'll tell you what, 
Austin Dillon's going to be able to at least make two or three episodes for his new TV show off New Hampshire here. He's making more friends out there than Ross Chastain. Jesus. I didn't know he had a TV show yeah. until this Has week. Has anybody watched it? Casey, have you watched it? Casey's definitely watched it. Uh, I've watched half an episode is when I was good? waiting on Count on the Green. Was that good? Uh, I, I honestly just haven't uh, really watched a lot of TV, it but about? it was um, just their life and like things that they do is, you know, they're getting ready to have a baby and... Oh, they are? That's Well, cool. no. Uh, Paul, or what's his name? Paul Swan. Paul Swan. Yeah, Paul Swan and Mariel. Uh, they had a baby, so... I don't know them. They're you best do, friends. Yeah, them. you know them. Oh. Um, and just like things that they do as friends and it's just a, a... It's more like a sitcom. I don't know. I think that there's probably like... So it's like Seinfeld. It's real. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it's probably it, exactly what you expected to be. I mean, it does help give like fans, they want the entertaining side of the sport. You've been, what is doing. this what you want? This is the content. No. I love racing wives. Let's bring racing wives back. <laughs> that show did great. I liked the, we talked about it before. I liked the show where they take different guys and <clears throat> you see what their, their week's like. Are they, are they recording a documentary right now? Like USA? I heard something about a, a series for do- USA, but I haven't heard. I think they are, but they haven't really talked much about I it. I have seen I some so. like uh, camera crews interviewing a few people. I think like uh, Ricky and a few other people I've seen, but I'm not sh- exactly sure. Yeah, I just wanted to call in and say uh, it was a great race here at New Hampshire uh, and that Austin Dillon is a baby back. <laughs> um, don't understand why he would say something like, uh, I don't like the way Brad Keselowski races. Uh, maybe if Austin Dillon raced a little bit more like Brad Keselowski, he would have more than three wins over the last 12 years, uh, three that he lucked into. But uh, good job, TJ. Proud of that six team. Uh, go Cox. Oh, that explains hey. it. Was that you? <laughs> you disguised your voice better this time. I thought it was Dale Jr. when he first started talking. <laughs> Did you think when he said baby back, you thought it was Then he said go Cox. I knew it was because <laughs> Junior's a sleeper Spurrier fan. <laughs> if you want me to play your party, you got to let me know. Some of us folks out here have a schedule. And if you're gonna have hot women, be sure to have KC Bowe. So I can sing her the song that I just wrote. It's called Will You Marry Me, KC Bowe. <laughs> I and like if you it. Will, I better start looking for a maid. <laughs> Killed it at the end, but it's, honestly, support it. We need to get Jeb to come. Yeah, log that up. Somebody hey, he's got a schedule. Hey, we, have a, we have a performer lined up for the Bristol Suite Experience. Yeah. Just needs your approval. Yes. Just sign him up. Just Mike. send him an email. He'll he'll never reply or a text. You'll get an answer at some point a week later. later. I forgot about this. I forgot about that email he sent me last week. Did you guys see that one? I, I did. You're it. not leaving until you uh, fill it. I did it. <laughs> Sorry about it. I just gave Mike a little taste of his own medicine there. Like, I forgot all about it. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash doorbumperclear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones each week on the show. Jeb, that song might be my favorite. What's up, Dirty Mo Media fans? This is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinaro. And we're Speed Street, Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast. We dive into the latest happenings in IndyCar, NASCAR, and F1 every week, as well as life on and off the track. Speed Street is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SpeedStreetPod. It is time for the hashtag AskDBC Offer Pack question of the week. I know Freddie tweeted about this yesterday, if you, if you guys did. 
Send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDVC and we'll answer the best ones. You guys had some really solid questions this week and we've already answered a ton of them earlier on the show. So um, we are going to kick off one question with at, from at Bruce B86. And do you guys expect this year's parody to continue next year and on? Hmm. Brett. No. Why? Hmm. I think these teams are going to keep getting better. Uh, I think this winter – look look at the last winter, man. It was a scramble to put these cars together. It was a scramble to have oh, was- a fleet of cars. I mean, we had – you know, at Colleague Racing, we had three cars for two teams for weeks upon weeks. You look at Spire Motorsports, you know, they've torn up three cars in the last two weeks. Like, had that happened week one, you'd have been in a full-blown panic mode, borrowing parts and all the different things. So, I think this winter – these power teams that I mentioned, those superpower teams, the super teams are going to keep getting better and better and better. I think the depth of those teams just freaking launches them into what we know to be the fast cars are going to run fast, cream's going to rise to the crop. We've not really started going to these racetracks for the second time yet. We went to Atlanta. Ah, that's kind of a wild card, right? But we're going to start going to some of these tracks for the second time. And that's when these teams with all this engineering support and all these talented people and these drivers who study and work hard and look at all the SMT data, that's when you're going to start seeing the gap. So I don't think you're going to see the parity that you see right now. I don't even think you see parity within teams that you see right now. Like you look at Kevin Harvick, where'd he run all day? Yeah, top five. Where'd Briscoe and Custer run all day? Never saw him. You never saw him. I saw him because they were back there with me. Hell you yeah, look at all damn day. You look at you look at a Ross Chastain, Dan Suarez. I realize Suarez has a win, but he's sitting there on that point line. He's in trouble. He's nowhere near what Ross Chastain is. So I think you see this gap not only get bigger within the teams, but also even within organizations. These better drivers and these better teams, like the Rodney Childers of the world, uh, they're they're always going to find a way to be faster than everybody around them. Yeah, I agree. You know, we talked about this kind of leading into this year, and it's just they just have more resources. And we talked about it earlier where, you know, when you say say you're going to save these teams money on, you know, no testing or limited practice, well, all they do with that money is take it and dump it into their sim department or their engineering department, and, and they're just going to continue to get better and continue to improve, and the, the rich will always get richer. And, and I think you'll see that gap continue to grow as, like Brett said, you, no matter what you do, you got guys – it's going to be as easy as even like Brian Patty, like plate races. Guys just know how to make their stuff go fast. You know, they know little tricks of the trade to where they can tweak on stuff, what they can get through tech. They know it. So there's always going to be a guy like a Rodney Childers or, you know, Chad or whoever else that can just know how to make a car go fast. And the longer you give them to kind of tinker with things and, and find them little holes that they can play with, they're going to continue to get better. So I think, I mean, I think that this year is going to be the most winners we've seen a season for a long time. I don't think I don't think next year we're talking about when it could be completely wrong like we were this year. But, you know, I don't think next year you're talking about 16, 17 winners again. Um, I, I don't think the jump is going to be as big as what you is years, you know, maybe in the past. I think the playing field is pretty level, but I think the box everyone has to play in is a lot smaller. So the margin that you gain I think it's going to be harder to gain bigger chunks. I do think they're going to, the good ones will be good, but I do think it's going to be harder to gain as big a chunks at one time because there's more area to do it in before. Now, 
now a lot of parts are limited that you could work on. So it's going to be harder to find that, but it's obviously fast cars are going to go fast. And I've, I've missed hashtag ask DBC. I truly have. Cause I think it creates a lot of conversation with us and we don't never know what these questions are until Casey rattles mom. You say Brian Patty's name. TJ and I were talking yesterday about, you know, Roush, Fenway, Keselowski racing. Obviously I'm at college racing. If either one of those organizations hire Brian Patty today and come in and give him run of the shop, do you think it makes those organizations better and faster? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He's one of those guys. He's not even top of the food chain where he's at. He's got Ernie Cope above him. Like he's one of those guys. When I look back at how fast Nimco used to be, which was Nemechek's Bush Series teams, and man, he had the Kleenex car flying. Like he had everything. And Brian Brian Patty's one of those guys that can just make everybody better. He lets people go out and do their jobs. But he's a smart, smart dude. He's what Todd Parrott was 10 years ago. And when you have those kinds of guys, that's where teams make big gains to, to this you know, fan's point. This is where you make a big gain is you go out and get a guy like that when you're not – you don't have the depth you need to run the competition side, maybe like what Roush currently has or maybe like what Kyle currently has. You know, Chris is kind of top of the food chain, obviously, at Kyle Racing. He's the president. But you can't run all facets of your business when you've got – five cars, a sponsorship department, a show car department, the competition pieces that all have to be there, the engineering, the managing the motor program. Like you need a car guy running those kinds of things. And when you get people like Brian Patty in place, they can make a huge difference. You look at, just look at, you know, we all talk about Ricky Stenhouse as being a really good plate racer. You know when Ricky Stenhouse became a really good plate racer? When Brian Patty started building his race cars yeah. because they hauled ass. He, I had Patty with me at uh, the 16, and our, we had the fastest plate cars on the planet that year. And on top of that, when he's a crew chief, somehow he pulls some out of his ass every time to end up you end up in the lead i don't know how he does it but like he'll he'll he knows a strategy call and and when and, and he plays a race out better than most i would say uh so like you said yeah like you those are the guys but that's what i'm talking about like these guys the longer they have to work with this car the more they're going to figure out where they can trick it up and what they can get away with and 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 figuring that's and brian's one of them guys like you said rodney's one of them guys there's a lot of guys out there that know where to we're to play around and, and make things a little bit quicker. That's, I grew up with the Jimmy Finnings of the world. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, like you, you look at those kind of guys, the Greg Zippadellis of the world. I mean, he built a freaking car at Texas that NASCAR impounded the entire car right there in the garage and didn't even let it practice. Like those are the kind of game changer guys I'm talking about that are still out there, the Chad Canassas of the world. I mean, he's run freaking Hendrick. Like you, you have those kinds of guys, and when you elevate them, you, you make your cars faster. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for the questions this week. Sorry we didn't get to ask but one because we talked about everything else we're, we're supposed to get. Yes. And please remember, if you're listening to this, use the hashtag AxDBC. I, I tweeted out my, you know, A-S-K. Put some sprinkles on it. Jimmy's, whatever the hell it is. But, you know, use the hashtag, please, because I had about 50 questions and maybe five hashtags. So, yeah. Congrats. Again, to at Bruce B 86 for having this week's offer pack question of the week. Keep sending them in. Use the hashtag AskDBC and we will keep playing them. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for us to get to our favorite Xfinity XFi more than fast moments from the week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite more than fast moments this week? TJ. Um, you know, it's uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it to my own team. My Xfinity X5 moment will go to the six car in the cup race for at one point we are battling down the backstretch under yellow with a flat left front and we battle back to get a top 10. So I think, uh, you know, Brad had a pretty impressive drive from, um, from that moment. Uh, he drove up through the field quite a bit. So Matt made a couple adjustments on the car and Brad took off. So I'm gonna give it to the six Pat self on back. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with all the fans that tune in for these Xfinity races. Your eyeballs win the Xfinity X5 more than fast moment because you are tuning in to some of the best freaking racing that I have ever seen. That might be the biggest reach I've it ever is. heard. It is. Oh, I'm telling you, if I'm a freaking race fan, that's who's winning in these Xfinity Series races. They're that good. Agreed. Gotcha. I, I wish that I could just spot Xfinity full-time next year. Like, I wish it could pay me enough to just do that. That's all I had to do in my whole life. I'd, I got I'd, news for you. He's lying. I, I would just love to do that. 100%. Is there a chance that's happening? No. I don't no. know. I don't know. I there's there's no yet. chance that's happening. No, Especially no when chance. it turns to SUV racing like yeah. Dale said. Yeah, it's going to be, we're going to run Jeeps next year. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, my Xfinity X5, more than a fast moment, while it would be very easy to give it to my own team, I'm not going to do that. I'm not who TJ. I mean, who would ever do something like that? But Bubba did run a good race yesterday. But I'm going to give it to Justin Allgaier. I mean, he came from – I thought he was completely out of the race. You know, at one point, I, when he had that damage from the wreck with Julia, I thought that – I look back and he was – he had the fastest car that first run. He was running down Gibbs for the lead, and then he got that damage. And then when I look back, he was running mid-pack, 12th, 13th. I was like, oh, man, I guess that damage is going to knock him out of the race. And I thought we were going to have a chance to win. And that last restart, one of the last restarts, he comes busting out of the pack, and I'm like, well, damn, he's a little better than we are, and we're now we're going to race him for the win. So for them to come back and, and battle back and win after that was uh, my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you also get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. That's right. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. What an idiot, man. Time for What an Idiot, and I'm slightly afraid for the person that I think is going to be nominated from Bowman Gray. Uh, I mean, well, so Saturday afternoon, I thought I had my What an Idiot locked up. Yeah, like, the our, modified our, race. Our, our buddy, well, no, I mean, the modified race was That's a interesting, too. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, Emerling definitely was up there. But uh, well, Jeb was leading 
As a, Jeb, Jeb was the leader in the clubhouse <laughs> Saturday afternoon, right up until this idiot Nick Wall goes and decides that because he got spun out at Bowman Gray, he wanted to destroy his race car. Like And the other guys. And the other guy's car. But, I mean, you're essentially – I don't know how much time and effort it is. I don't know who Nick Wall is, how much money he's got. But he just knocked the front clip off of his race car because he got spun out at Bowman Gray. I'm sure that race paid all of $7 to win. I mean, I don't street know. Street stock race. It's a street stock race at Bowman Gray. And these things look like late models. Like, what's yeah, the street stock class? Like, I thought they were late models. <laughs> I thought it was, too. Um, so, I mean, listen, this Bowman Gray is kind of, I, it's, it's a joke, essentially. Like, if this is what you're going to let this place go to, you might as well shut it down because it's embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing. Every week we get a video of two idiots running into each other, wrecking their race cars. Somebody's going to get hurt. We had guys rolling around on the pit on the track while races were going on a couple weeks One ago. One guy jumped off the top of his car. Yeah, like, there's races. The train race is still going on. These guys are rolling around on the ground. Um, but, I mean, I don't understand. I'll never, never for the life of me understand how much time and money it takes to go into building that race car for you to blow the nose off of it one and go, you know what? I'm not done yet. I'm going to go ahead and blow the whole front end off here and T-bone this guy in the grass. And not only that, they have rules about not driving on the grass because the Winston-Salem State is letting you use their football fields as a racetrack. And here you go, just tear up all their grass and stuff at the same time. Like it's, it's just, uh, you can't be a bigger idiot than what I saw in that video. Go ahead. I really want to give it to my crew chief, Trent Owens, because how long has he been in NASCAR? Uh, he had his 300-cup start yesterday as a crew chief. You know what he did when he went out of the racetrack to go to the airport, TJ, <laughs> to go to the Manchester airport? I'm going to guess he, Manchester's he went, to the left. Manchester to the left. He went to the right. He thought he had a shortcut. It was your crew chief? Yeah. <laughs> I got so many questions here. Yeah. So so anyway, Freddie was uh, in tech last night, and Freddie took off Freddie was not I in did. tech. Fre- Freddie's guys were in tech. Yeah. My Freddie, fat ass was on the plane. Freddie's guys were doing tech because they had a great fan. You'd have thought we won the races, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, that's not who my what. My what an idiot is obvious this week. It is whomever screwed up the whole Tyler Reddick situation at RCR and let the MVP of your company walk out the front door at the end of next season uh, I can't believe that they made this mistake. So whoever is responsible for not signing Tyler Reddick back up, could congratulations. You, could you imagine Steph Curry going to the Warriors and going, I want to come back, and they go, yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah, we'll let you just we'll, – we'll, we'll definitely have you back next year, but not so much the years or after. Not even, or not even reply. And then what do you think the next team would say that Steph called and goes, hey, you guys want to sign me up two years from now? Yeah. Do you think like, do you think when Tyler asked for that, the message said red at the just time left him just left him on red. never got answered? Um, I got I to I back Freddie up on this one because this is absolutely ridiculous. This makes me not even – this is ruining – this isn't even racing when you use your cars like this. I want to go and watch a good race. Some people get spun out, but the last thing I want to see is you do this afterwards. That guy should be banned from that place for life but for doing that, not race. You're not even racing. If that's how you're going to act, and I get it, they said this is the second week in a row that he's been spun out. Well, you know, there's better ways to you handle it differently than that. This This is like, this isn't even short track racing, and I love short track racing. I mean, it's, I mean, that's where it all started, so... To see somebody use their car like this, not go after him once, but go after him twice, and then and then get out and, and I don't know if it was a flagman or somebody takes you down, but that was a uh, that was kind of see that part. You just see the flagman run up to the car when he stopped and hit the window net with a flag, and then take the flagman reaches into the car, 
takes the wheel off and throws it to the passenger side himself. Dude. But the, this Dil- is ridiculous. So Dillner's the announcer there now, right? He's like the flow announcer there. He's a play-by-play guy. He's a play-by-play guy. He, so I got a text from he, he compared himself to Dell Jr. yesterday on his Twitter. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, Come Are you on, serious? Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dell Jr. <laughs> tweeted about how fun it was to be the play-by-play guy at NBC, you know, obviously yesterday in the cup race. And Dillner's like, man, as a – as a, as a peer to you, as another play-by-play guy, man, I, I feel your pain, man. It's it's hard. <laughs> the, the, Congratulations on doing almost as good of a job as I did at Bowman Gray. <laughs> like, Dillner, I just seen it this morning because I got in late last night. But he's like, if you want me to explain to you what happened with that deal, I, I was like, you don't – I'm going to tell him today when I get off of here, like – I don't care what happened. Like, there's no explanation for destroying your race yeah. car or driving around the infield. That's like, what I'm saying. I mean, if you want to meet in the pit area the and problem with do this is, the guy, do the, that. The problem with this is now it's become so ridiculous over there that it's like it's expected. It's a, it's a gimmick. It's like, yes. It's like it's like if somebody gets turned around, I have to go run into this guy. I have to drive the wrong way on the racetrack and hit somebody. Like, this this guy was completely out of control doing this. You know what I mean? Like, he don't know. There's people in the infield. There were cameras. Like, you well, don't so know. He, he's driving down the backstretch with the nose half ripped off already. And he's the pieces that are hanging off are hitting other cars. What if he drives by a guy too close? Swipes that guy's leg or something. I mean, he he jerked that thing when he was going the wrong way down the front straightaway. He hangs a hard right to try and hit that guy in the infield. If he misses him, there's cameramen, there's safety workers in the infield behind this car. I just think you it's know, an like it's just man. it's in it's very embarrassing. Every weekend, people go, "That's short." Oh, that's the madhouse. That's short track racing. No, that's not. Go to Riverhead. Go to Stafford. That's racing. This is so a circus. I went to Thunder Road on Thursday. For a late model race with Brad, it was a uh, song Garth Brooks wrote about. <laughs> um, what 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 <laughs> tour was that? What was the tour? What <laughs> like model? Uh, yeah, no, you had, it was ACT. Uh, okay, I think it was an AC. Those guys, that track is very unique. First of all, I've watched it for a couple of years now on Flow. Um, great racetrack, very uh, very nice facility, way up in the hills of Vermont. Zero cell phone signal, um, but beautiful facility. But those guys. We ran, we had like maybe two or three natural cautions. One was a guy that spun out by himself. Um, they ran side by side and barely laid a fender on each other the whole race. And I mean, it was one heat race. The top four, 15 laps, never touched each other, finished first, second, third, and fourth. I think the guy on the outside beat him to the line, but 15 laps, never touching each other. That's that like, is, that's like when we went, we would go to this week, you know, we'd go to Mahoning Valley a couple of years ago to watch Austin race. Oh, That's yeah. how Mahoning Valley is. They run side by side the whole race. It's yeah. a tiny little circle. And that, I mean, like that was, I've never seen, it's been a long time. since I've seen a group of that many late models on a track like that and that have that much respect for each other and still race hard. You know what I mean? So that was, uh, I get, Very cool to see. I got a random text message. Like, what was that, Thursday night you were racing? Yeah. I got a random text message Thursday night from Scott Tapley, the series director, the race director for yeah. the race that TJ's at. And he says, just tell TJ, I said, thank you for listening. So for the first time in TJ's life, he listened to whatever somebody said. And and well, he, got, we were, he got a call out from the from the race director. Because, did I, did I tell you what happened with yeah, it? Yeah, you did. They, they start the lappers. Did you know this, Brett? Mm. So if you're running, if you're running 23rd and you get lapped by the leaders and you're fourth in line, when you go back green – you're starting P4. They just start the lappers right in where they run up the leaders. They so used the fifth, to do that. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, we're not in there to ruin anybody's race or anything like that. And this is a, I mean, it's a big race. So we, <laughs> I'm actually made eye contact with him when he's in. I'm like, we're going to the back. <laughs> so, I mean, we didn't need to be involved in that top five. Those guys are racing for a, you know, big win. So, but yeah. it was fun, man. I really enjoyed Thunder Road. 
that tour was super clean. The drivers we, that were there. We talk about Reddick earlier in the show. So this clown goes out <laughs> and <laughs> first goes late to model Lee, race, first ever super late model race, and he goes to Lee Speedway, which is difficult to race at. It's very very rough on tires. You got to ride around a little bit and save your stuff, and loses by a bumper. I mean, yeah, I don't know if anybody can appreciate how talented some of these guys really are because i think you know bubba did that same thing bubba ran and ran the the short track nationals at bristol and dominated that race like it's like these guys are you know they race around each other all the time but then they go and jump in some one-off deal that they've never tyler's never even seen he practice the car that day and then goes out there and damn near wins the race i mean it's pretty ridiculous Drew Herring and i were talking about this on saturday night we were watching the srx race together and it's like the drivers that get the most laps just keep getting better. Like, who races more right now in NASCAR? Who races the most of anybody? Robbie Reddick. I mean, Larson. Kyle Larson. Larson. Oh, yeah. Larson. Reddick, yeah. Like, those are the guys that are badass right now. Who races less now than he ever has and is running the worst that he ever has? Kyle Busch. He used to run everything during the week, truck race, Xfinity race, cup race, every single weekend. Now he's, well, he now, not, he's not, now he's not doing all that. He's got two kids. You know, he's, he's out there. Micros now. He's out there chasing his, his boy's dreams, but he's not getting all these laps he used to get. And guess who's not as good as he once was? I don't understand sometimes. I know there's this whole protect your investment thing, but sometimes I don't understand why these owners don't just let these guys race because I think it's what makes them better. Speaking of the SRX, I think uh, give another shout out to Haley for wheeling it, wheeling that thing. She was doing awesome. That in-car camera shot of her, I could have watched that for an hour and a half. Like, She's driving the heck out of it. She was man. Driving, running third. Huge fail on second. SRX's part, though, when she had the motor problem. Yeah. To, got to, up to second and then to delay the race. Like, if you're going to give her time to fix her car, then stop the race. Don't just go out there and have this super yeah. long caution. They SRX screwed that part of it up. But um, definitely no, cool to see her get in there and mix it up with the Great them guys racetrack. Like that. I want to go yeah. to that racetrack. Oh, that's, that's one of my favorite. When awesome the Outlaws racetrack. run there. I think Sheldon wins there most of the time. Him and Brad Sheldon runs really good there because it usually ends up by the fence. Yeah. That hey, isn't that the track that we? That, no, that was I fifty five is Peely, right? Isn't yeah. that the track Sheldon yeah. came back and won on, or was that some? No, that was somewhere else. Oh no, uh, no, no. Last couple of weeks ago, you talking about? Yeah. yeah, no, that was Houston's. Oh, that's right. Yes, similar. Yeah, very similar. Hey, if you enjoyed What an Idiot, head over to CouchRacerShop.com to grab my signature What an Idiot shirt. Enter the code COUCHRACER to get a free premium sticker at checkout. CouchRacerShop.com. All right, let's move on to DBC Picks. Jason, congratulations. You won at New Hampshire with Denny Hamlin. Denny's the I really best. screwed Larson. <laughs> Brett, you are still leading with six wins <clears throat> over Jason and Freddie in second with five. TJ in third and... You're last. That's all with that three, matters. And I'm last. And I'd like to point out, it's not just me because I didn't even pick last week, but I still lost. So, not <laughs> my fault. Let's make picks for Pocono. Brett, you're up first. Man, I felt good about my Loudon pick, Amarola, and then he had a problem. I feel like yeah. I could have certainly challenged Jason... Uh, sixth is not that great. I think I could have at least challenged him, but I, my guy let me down. My team let me down. I, I, I've only got two options right here because the most important thing at Pocono, or one of the most important things, is horsepower. You can't go to Pocono without a lot of horsepower. And I only got two guys that I think have horsepower inside of that helmet and under the hood. It's Harvick and Kurt Busch. I'm torn right here because Ford's been struggling at some of these tracks, but Harvick. I got to go Harvick. I think I just wasted him, but I got to do it. Denny Hamlin. TJ. 
If that's old Pocono, it wouldn't even be close. How many races we got left? <laughs> Six. Oh. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> Damn. Your list is shit, but um, My list is pretty bad right here. Balicki, Hill, <laughs> oh, David Reagan, um, Garrett Smithley, Cody let's, Ware. Let's go with, uh, I'm going to go with Chase Briscoe. I will take Chastain. Alex Bowman. Of course. Chastain is having a record year. Alex Bowman's on a roll right now. That's a good pick, Jason. I don't think he's yeah. on Pocono. I don't last think year. he did win last year. I don't think he's broken a sweat in the last I two don't weeks. Think seven. I was listening. I was listening to Greg Ives on the morning drive this morning, and they sound like they have their shit together. Sounds like Greg's a motivator. I don't know if Hamlin has to even charge his batteries this week. <laughs> he doesn't. Didn't he, he wrecked, did he wreck last week too? Didn't, they, didn't they wreck at Atlanta? Like yes. fairly early. Yes, yeah. they did. And Nashville for the Ally 400. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. I'm telling you, I mean, Hamlin ain't had to charge his batteries this month. I mean, it, Nashville was key, though, because it stormed and we had a place to go. All right. What uh, can... So how, many, how many times are we shifting at Pocono with this car? I heard it's actually not as much. Uh, I don't know. The yeah, corner like speeds the are probably so high speeds, that they're not downshifting down 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 as much. So across the tunnel, you're going to be ripping. Yes. I would imagine you're shifting probably. Turn one, you'll be shifting. Turn if one. The tire fall off there. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The tunnel turn could be pretty interesting because these cars run side by side much better than like an Xfinity car or a truck. So you know what I heard this week too? Um, some guys went and tested Michigan. Drew, namely one of them, uh, which I was expecting to be kind of plate races. Did he wreck? No, he didn't. He managed to not do that this oh, time. That's a first. Um, but you know, uh, a lot of off throttle time. He said, or maybe not completely off throttle. But I thought that was going to be easy, wide open kind of. You know, my fear the, there is the track width, of uh, the groove width. Yeah. That's what I. That's what worries me about Michigan. Imagine old Michigan wore out tire. Oh, that'd be so. I fun. bet. I think it, I got a feeling it's going to race a lot like a truck race there. You know, uh, which I think even trucks were wide open. But I, I like. I was surprised to hear that or they were back in the, you know almost coming all the way out of the throttle there. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how that goes. I, I'm I'm excited for this weekend. I mean, this is uh this is another track where it's easy to say it won't be exciting, but every time we've said that, they have all kind of stuff go on. I, I think it's I think it's a good. I, 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 like Loudon impressed me. Me too. I was impressed by it. I was worried about it going in, but even even in the beginning, we were holding Denny up really bad. Like Denny was better than us, and he kept trying to pass us, couldn't clear us, and finally he he um, he tried to use us up on the cornerbacks, still couldn't do it. Then he went into one and followed us, and just gave us a little nudge. I mean, I, which I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right? You, yeah. So that shows you that it can be done. You know, and I, what do you do? I mean, that guy did what he needed. He tried to pass you, didn't make it, and then what do you do? He just did. Yeah, he's barely hitting shots. Yeah, up a little and then bit. he's gone. I just think the draft on the front stretch here is, is unknown. You know what I mean? If we, if these guys get tandem, they're going to be flying. They get side by side, the guy behind them is going to have a big run. I think it's going to be cool. I still wish they'd take the grandstands and move them to the tunnel turn, though. I think that's the most exciting part of that whole racetrack. It's I, also my least favorite part, probably my least favorite track to spot at. Oh, my God. Here in, here in Phoenix. <laughs> Turn one. What would be Phew. if you could redo a spotter stand at Pocono? What where would you put it? I don't even know where you'd put it. That's what I was a, thinking. I put yeah. a tunnel turn. Put yeah. it high as you can put it. In Do tunnel you just turn. put a pagoda in the middle you'd, and you'd get two great, people? <laughs> you'd have great angles into one, which we don't have. You'd have great angles exit of three, which we don't have. Maybe that's a place we can try that hanging spotter stand. No, I'm out. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> I quit. Do it. I quit. I'm not doing that ever. Million dollars to do a race, and I don't think I could do it. I'd do eight of them right now. No? I mean, I guess if I took enough Xanax and drank Crown Royal, I probably could. I'll be strapped in. It'll be yeah. fine. Nah, there's no way I could do that. 
that. For a million dollars? It'll just be a little I don't think I could. Well, All right, now, <laughs> now looking for a sponsor for the hanging spotter stands at Pocono. Yeah. Oh, and my death certificate. <laughs> All right. Thank you all so much for listening. And as always, thank you to our amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Don't forget the TV show airs at 7 p.m. Eastern this Thursday on MAV-TV. You can also watch the full version on MAV-TV+. Don't forget to subscribe to Dirty Mom Media's YouTube page for videos of the show. Leave us some comments, likes, share, tell us what you think. Send in your hashtag AskDBC ask questions and reaction theater. Have a great week. Thank you for the, what was it? Golf two, balls. Two dozen to so 24. 24. Yeah, thank you for the balls. Dozen, so 24 um, dozen golf balls. right? No, 12 dozen. I forget what you I said. I think it's 20. I don't know. Uh, well, thank you for the golf balls. So we will need more next week yeah. <laughs> if we go golfing today. <laughs> All right. Have See y'all at Pocono. I'll, yeah, appreciate it. See ya. Check out Dirty Mode Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mode. Dirty Mode.